Class Stand, Matt and Chris here with you. I'm back from vacation, another two weeks off. Uh, we did the one show in between after a two-week hiatus, but now we're with you, like it or not, probably till at least winter, whenever the next yeah. time I can escape this place. But uh, uh, good to be back. Chris, uh, how's things going? Hey, Matt, uh, not too bad. Uh, did, did, you, uh, did you knock off the rust? I know you come back. Uh, did you do radio on yeah, Tuesday, right? Radio all day Tuesday, yeah. Podcast last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got me a good five-hour work it's, day in yesterday when I was off work. So I haven't been behind a microphone in, God, it's been at least. Since before you went to Ocean City, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it was on a podcast. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it feels good and uh, that pretty impressive all the renovations they're doing in the studio and down the hall. Yes, that that, so that, that's that awesome. company's doing an incredible job. Our WVOI studio that we've been uh, using the last few few days has been is really awesome. And then our our WKKX one that we usually are in is going to be state of the art. It's already a huge upgrade. Jobs loving it, uh, working the board and uh, in the microphones. Everything sounds so nice and clean now. When did, so. when did they start? On They've been working on this for months, months? like okay. over a month. So. Yeah, it's, it was way before I even went to Ocean City the first time. So yeah, they're they're winding down. That's awesome. So it, it's cool. It's uh, great to see them getting close to finishing. I'm sure Kayleen and Lola are pretty happy about that. So mm-hmm. uh, good stuff ahead. Be sure to check our show out if you haven't. Mondays from uh, two to three, and then noon to three on Tuesday and Thursday. That's on WKKX. You can go to the WatchdogNetwork.com and listen to the stream if you're not in the uh, listening area. But sixteen hundred. And I, honestly, I, I should know the AM, the AM FMs, but now it's, I'm so reliant on streaming, you don't have to call those right, letters yeah. out all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And there's actually four different stations that we're on. So anyway, tune in, Watchdog Network. You can find all that stuff out, the actual radio stations and the stream if you so choose. Uh, big show coming up for you today here on Better's Last Stand. We uh, put the bow on the NHL and NBA seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them I'm happy about. The other one I'm, I ended up being happy about it because it's just it, the series wasn't very good. So uh, we're going to talk about that, talk a little bit about these football leagues, USFLs, uh, last week of the regular season. They get ready for their playoffs next week and the CFL in week two, which I actually enjoy the CFL. So mm-hmm. I, I'll be, uh, I didn't watch much last week. But uh, it's week two, and I'll start to get into that. And I want to get Chris's opinions on some of these NFL offseason things that are going on. Mm -hmm. We'll touch on baseball, a little bit of college baseball. Just mentioned some of the College World Series stuff. We talked about it with Jarrett on the radio yesterday. U.S. Open golf this week. Uh, you'll still be able to get in any of the picks that we give you on uh, on Friday morning. It, it's you know live golf betting is still a really good value, so you can actually probably get maybe some better value if the guys that we give you didn't play very well on Thursday. They might be better prices on Friday, so we'll shoot for that. And then Sam, uh, the soon to be Uncle Sam, he's yeah. uh, he's on standby right now. He'll be joining us in the third segment of the program for uh, talking about the uh, Formula One race, the Canadian Grand Prix up in Montreal. And the IndyCar race. NASCAR is off this week, so no NASCAR board. Champ will be upset about that. Oh, yeah, but, that's uh, right. I didn't see that on the schedule, Sonny. There's no, we got a week off. Yeah, a week off, and then it switches over to NBC coverage for the rest of the year. So uh, NASCAR, we had a nice winner last week if you followed our picks on Twitter. Uh, BLS uh, underscore PRP, I think it is. But you can find it on the Pine Room Studios. Now, we switched it, uh, or Jub decided to switch it. It's no longer at the Pine Room Podcast. It's at the Pine Room Studios now, so our social media be looking for all that stuff. We'll give out the finalized picks. I'll have all the U.S. Open picks posted uh, for the golf this week. Uh, hopefully, Coach 
coaches down at Kegler's. We got an event for the beer. Uh, they had the beer unveiling at Generations on Saturday, and they're doing another one on Friday, next Friday down at Kegler's. Did he go down there today? He went down there today to meet with the guy from Kegler's. So. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Coach will have the details. So that's next uh, next Friday, the 23rd, mm-hmm. Pine Room Lager, if you haven't had it. Give it a try. I haven't even had it yet. I went. I stopped somewhere to get it yesterday, and they didn't have any more of it. So I don't know if they sold out or never had it to begin with. But anyway, I've only been back for uh, about closing it yeah. all 48 yeah. hours. So I think you'll, you'll like it. I, I'm I, sure I will. I, I, uh, I'm not that picky when it comes to the beer, to be honest with you anyway. Because when I, when we, we did the beer launch, and I started on the uh, the drafts, the 16-ounce, right. and uh, they, they, they tasted fine. But eventually, I switched over to the Pine Room Lager cans, the sixteen. I just prefer cans better. But it, yeah. either way, it was good. And I, they, it was a a rousing success, from what I understand. Yeah, all, all the beer that they sold. Oh, good. I'm glad someone's benefiting from it. <laughs> Hopefully, someday we see the proceeds. Yes. But uh, yes. you know. but oh. but it was fun. The giveaways. I'm sure those guys, you guys, talked about it. But the giveaways were a lot of fun, and uh, people got some nice stuff. Yeah, beer glasses, uh, yeah, cool. hats. Uh, yeah, I saw, saw Cousin Nate had his big timber hat on when he visited Notre Dame again <laughs> yesterday. So it's getting close to signing with the Irish, I think. So let's just hope so. Let's keep our fingers crossed that I don't have to wear. Uh, this is not Ohio State right, I have on well, right here. We, we, did have to, we did have a laugh, but not at your expense. Well, but we were should like, have been at my expense. What, what, what happens if Nate goes to Ohio State? And then then what's Matt do? He just root for Nate, but not Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I hope your quarterback gets paralyzed, but I hope you get <laughs> – no, I – I, I don't know. I guess I have to root for him. I, I ugh, God, this I hope he doesn't. I hope it doesn't happen. But well, hopefully, he just goes to Notre Dame. And, yeah, uh, I, I would. I would like to see that. But, it just it was it was impressive. Uh, just the process of this recruiting. You know, I talking to Nate and his yeah. dad Brian. And it's like, but man, that's like a whirlwind. I mean, you know, the previous week uh, before they came into town, they were down south. I went Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, Clemson, you go Georgia, Clemson, Auburn. Then you, yeah, Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, and then you come back this way. You go Ohio State, Michigan, and then back to Notre Dame again. That was his second visit there, right? Yeah, that's the only school he's gone to twice. I think so. So that's why well, the betting odds say he's that's the favorite. Well, his father told me, uh, and I never, I was being respectful. I didn't press him like, "Hey, where are you going to go?" Even when I talked to Nate, but Brian, his dad, Nate, Nate's dad, seems to think that Nate knows where he wants to go. I'd say I think But he so hasn't too. said anything to anybody. So oh, I, I'd I don't say know it's what... probably Notre Dame then. If he's yeah. going there two times, uh, yeah. it looks pretty pretty likely. But well, I, I mean, I know he's only a sophomore or going to be a, a junior, junior yeah. uh, in high school. But uh, Notre Dame puts a lot of those uh, tight ends in the pros. I mean, I know it's way, way early. but Yeah, they know, have. I, I'd still, I'd, so I told him, I said, you want to go to a tight end school, go to Miami. They got Hall of Fame tight ends well, coming out of Miami. Too. I don't know. Notre Dame's, yeah, they have been good, but I don't know if any of their guys been good in the pros. It's tough to think about. But I mean, they've been good in Cal college. Rudolph. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, they haven't been bad, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's weird. It's, I mean, you got Georgia now is just loaded with tight ends. Uh, mm-hmm. They're putting guys in there each year now that are probably going to be some good ones. Uh, but yeah, wherever he goes, hopefully he just. Uh, Makes a statement and everybody knows yeah. his name. So is he is he taking a, a couple of weeks off? Do you know? I mean, what I don't what's know. that for this week? I don't know. I didn't talk. Well, obviously, I wasn't there to talk to him. So no, I don't. I do not know the the plan. So 
hopefully he'll make the announcement on the Pioneering Podcast. We hope. Yeah. But yeah, Mark yeah. was telling me about that. Well, I mean, he's saying Mark's going to pressure him into doing it anyway, <laughs> even if he doesn't want to. But yeah, I mean, Mark will once, fly once he said that the one time, you know, Coach ain't going to forget that. So no, anyway, no. we we hope he he does. Uh, that'll be cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know how many people even care about it, but we do. So yes. anyway, uh, good, best of luck to Nate. We'll talk more Absolutely. about that later. Good uh, luck. Want to thank one of our new sponsors, IC Cabs. Yes. Uh, get on board with them, 304-232-1313. If you're all fucked up at the bar, <laughs> uh, or say you had a bad day at work, you went out to Generations, you lost your car in a, in a, in a bad bet, like you, you you wagered your car and lost it, call, call IC Cab, right. 304-232-1313. Or if you won some big money and you were out at Generations drinking the Pine Room Lager. Right. And yeah. you had one too many. Call ICK. Yeah, you had five too many, yeah. seven too many. Mm-hmm. Whatever Play whatever happened, safe. your Call wife AC- left you, yes. and she took the car and uh, left with her boyfriend to go to Arkansas. Uh, you're, you well, can still you, get a ride home. Right, and now you could be, you could determine that one of two ways, though. Drown in your sorrows or celebrating. Yeah, she left probably you. celebrating. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they would stop by and pick up a street walker with you, too. So yes. <laughs> maybe for an extra couple-dollar fare. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Phil Savaggio's group will take good care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to see those cabs out there on – on the corners all the time. Uh, it, it was it really always impossible yeah. to get a cab in this town. Is not that, that uh, I ever did that, but is Phil? Uh, is that not buddies? But does Cuckoo know that guy? Yeah, they were that's former guy. teammates at, at Abby's, Abby's right? league. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. They I, won the league one year. So. Yeah, and Phil said it was all George, and George said it was all George. So, George. <laughs> so no matter if it wasn't, if Phil picked every one of them games, George was taking credit for it. So that's for and sure. Le- Unless they finished last, and of course well, it was Phil's fault. And then fault. it was Phil's fault. So. <laughs> anyway, go see Phil and his buddies yes. at IC Cabs. And they're always looking for drivers. If you're a guy that uh, can't sleep mm-hmm. and you like to be out at night and you're looking for some extra income, get on there. 304-232-1313. Call them. See, uh, set up an interview. They'll probably make you parallel park between two mm-hmm. cones or yeah. something neat uh, like that. So uh, hopefully we'll do some more stuff. we got some commercial ideas to do for IC Cabs. Are they so. going to have to uh, – <laughs> like, <laughs> how to navigate the roads of wheeling yeah well that's yeah. that's dangerous in itself <laughs> starting a I cab mean. company in this town right now is a risky <laughs> proposition i mean it, your your turnover on the wheels and damaged yeah. wheels and tires are gonna they be, be t- putting uh, truck tires on these cars yeah like yeah duty ones hopefully hopefully they got a good attorney they can start they can sue <laughs> the city for some of the damages but anyway yeah. check out ic calves next time you're you're wasted or high or whatever the hell's going on in your life <laughs> just uh Jump on the phone, give them a call. They'll set up arrangements. So if you, if you know you're, you're going to be just getting barreled up on Friday, book your cab on Tuesday. You, they'll well, be they ready. must be uh, pretty accommodating. That's, that's so it sounds cool. like, yeah, and I think they yeah. range over across the river into Ohio, too, it mm-hmm. sounds like, too. So they may have a depot over in Bridgeport, or they okay. bought up the, the company that was running over there. So anyway, best of luck to them. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll see plenty more stuff about them on our show. Uh, as I mentioned, the Keglers thing going on next week. Pine Room Logger is out in stores. There's 90 million stores that have it right now, yeah. except for the one that I went to yeah. yesterday. But uh, anyway, get your lager, drink up, and then call uh, call IC Cab after you drink up. Let me see. I got a text here from Jub. Uh, okay, he's yeah, we're good to go, Jub. Uh, and if you do also, uh, if they do have it, they should call in and let you know. Yeah, on on the show or 
Yeah, if you've Send had the logger, you can text. Yeah, yeah, contact at pineroompodcast.com and uh, 304-214-1600. We'll eventually be back in service, but we'll uh, we'll give you the text line and, mm-hmm. and things like that because we actually can't really take calls okay. in the new studio as okay. they're right. setting it up. But anyway, um, more to come with all that stuff. Lots of good things happening. All right, Chris, so let's start with the news of the day yesterday, the sad passing of your buddy Stan yeah. Savern, or it was actually two nights ago. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of tributes to him yesterday on the radio. I heard a lot, of, a lot of good things about. It. I heard they played the final episode of Sports Beat on AT and T Sportsnet last night, which I, yeah, I didn't did. see yeah. that. I would have liked to, but well, you know, I, I was at I, coach and I had bought you last night. When we got done, um, went into the bar and they had well the pregame on, but it was a rain delay, so they were showing that, and uh, I knew he had been sick, but I didn't know how close he was to. You know, oh man, passing. he was doing radio appearances as, as recent as two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, but and then man, I heard he was out for some of them last week, and then sure enough, he's dead. The did next you week. say you heard him on Madden? Sounded or you said Madden said he couldn't make it, and Madden said he couldn't make and it. it. Sounded bad, like no, well, no, Madden didn't sound like. But the last time that I heard him, he didn't sound very good. Right, and he had sounded just feeble and just not very good. So yeah, he was he was the the, the voice of Pittsburgh, if you ask me, as far as. Yeah, sports. I mean, and yeah. he, he was. Now I, I like that 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 too that he didn't always kiss everybody's ass, which is a good no, thing. No, right. I, right. He, he I got didn't. no use for people like that. I don't. No, and he 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 he'd, uh, he he'd make him accountable. I mean, if he had yeah. to beat on somebody, it's he good. would. It's good. That's he good. Would. He will be missed definitely. And then uh, other big news, which really isn't big news, but Jason Spezza joins the Penguins yeah, front I, office I, today. I, I saw that. I was saying, did he win a Stanley Cup with Dallas? Yeah, no, nah, I don't think. Did he play for Dallas? Yeah, but okay. that, but that was real late in his career. He played for Ottawa early. Right. No, because Dallas didn't win one recently. They haven't won since they beat my Mike, Mike Madonna. Still played for oh, like two thousand and two. Yeah, like they had they beat Dominic Hasek in Buffalo. Yeah. I think. Okay, all right. I but no, remember. he he wasn't on the teams then. Right. No, he played, but he always did torment the Penguins. He played good against them when he played for Ottawa. Almost as bad as Matt Sundin for the. Yeah, yeah. Maple Leafs, so they, uh, anyway, I don't know about this whole Toronto thing. Everybody's kissing this Dubas' ass, but well, I don't know. I, he, he, the guy who signs Matt Murray is a question to me because I, I, I mean, maybe he's just taking a chance on him, but I don't know. Well, the, it, it, uh, fortunately for him, he's got very small shoes to fill with. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. He, he so does. He, I mean, I, but I hope he, I hope he just doesn't stand pat and just let these old fuckers no, I, ride I, I, it out and they, they got they, they, they got to revamp the they got to get rid of some of this dead weight they have yes. so hopefully he shakes it up i hope they don't bring jari back because that'll be a huge mistake um so we'll see Ooh, i, I had see to laugh because i was reading an article it might have been dk's but uh some of the comments and they they said yeah well, well zucker still wants to come back he want, he loves Pittsburgh. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't but, doubt that, but I mean, they, he's going to have to take a discounted rate because they can't afford to keep him. But I know, but but they said he probably wouldn't. Not whether or not he would, I, I don't know, nor do I care. But saw on the comments like, yeah, that's the Penguins, you know. Just, well, they, they get along. I mean, Brian Everybody Russ, Brian Russ took less money last year than he could have got. Right. I mean, and you know, and he's he didn't have a great season no. by, by any but means. Fuck it, five fucking year contracted like. Five yeah. Well, the thing be, about Brian Rust is now. though he no, see I, I 
The only thing good about him is that he plays up and down the lineup. He can play the fourth line or the f- or first line. He probably so. deserves and he should can, be on the third line. But yeah, yeah, no, he, he should. But, I mean, the, I mean, finding a centerman on that line last year was impossible. They, their problem started at the top, and, and they just they got all those bad contracts. And I'm not going to blame Rust solely for that. I mean, they did they did get him at a cheaper rate than he would have got on the regular, you know, right, from another right. team. So And he can kill penalties, so I don't know. But, yeah, they, there's a lot of contracts they're going to regret. J- Jeff Carter, most of all, and – but, but just and, just the the the, the contract that I, I you know that that must have been just you know he was uh, Hextall was buddies with uh, Carter from the Philadelphia days and yeah. I think even L A to give him a, a uh, that contract they sent him what two years yeah. and a no trade yeah I, I think that was I mean, honestly that wouldn't surprise me if that was a Trojan horse move there that mm-hmm. he just came and destroyed the Penguins on purpose it, a lot of people say that. I mean I, I I couldn't put it past it sure didn't seem he didn't do much to hide it I mean if he was really that bad I mean he didn't seem to do that bad in the other places he was at but anyway yeah uh hockey wrapped up last yeah. night with the Golden Knights 18 to 1 preseason to uh win the cup I I was not on them at all I I thought they'd lose the first round of Winnipeg but uh it shows you when you get a superstar like Eichel within a, a team mm-hmm. that has a lot of depth, it can put them over the top. They got some unforeseen goaltending, and they put it all together, and they played they really, really well, did. and Florida ran out of steam. So hats off to them. They went as far as they possibly could. Uh, they just they just didn't have anything left. In, uh, no, they didn't. And in, in for, for a number eight seed, yeah, they really yeah. shouldn't even – I mean, the Penguins would have taken care of business. Yeah, no, I mean, they shouldn't even they have got in, but right. they were just but one year removed from credit. the President's Trophy. Yeah. So, I mean, they had talent. Kachuk, I mean, the injuries of some of those guys, you know, it's not as bad as the NBA, but, like, the day after the season's over, now you find out all these dudes. Kachuk's got a broken sternum. He can't even bend over to put his pants on. Like, and, and can't tie his skates. Playing hockey with a broken sternum. Can you imagine how long an NBA player would be out for <laughs> we, that? We say that. Can you imagine time. how long? No. I mean, I. Oh, it would be indefinitely. Absolutely. It'd be longer than Zion Williamson, yeah. whose only injury is he's fat. Mm-hmm. And, and, but anyway, hats off to all those guys. I'm sure they're all ready for some time off. Yes. Uh, so I heard that the Golden Knights come rolling into a party at one of the hotels last night at like four in the morning. So. I mean, it must have been a wild night in Vegas, a really well, wild. Our night. boy got his third Stanley Cup. Yeah, Phil. Phil yeah. Kessel. Yeah, and he took a shot at Toronto afterwards, which was pretty cool. So, oh, did he? I, what yeah, did he, he said some. He said something like, "Well, they told me when I was in Toronto that I'd never win a Stanley Cup." He said, "Well, I've won three. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, good for him. And yeah. you know, he was so such an important part of those last two Penguins. Uh, should have probably won the Conn Smythe for one year. He definitely should have. But I saw that he. Uh, he said he, he it, this was special because he gets to celebrate it with his daughter. Yeah. And I don't know if he's married, but his his yeah. girlfriend or whatever, of course, smoking hot, you know. Uh, yeah. But he he, uh, I guess he said this year at, uh, at the celebrations and the in the parades or anything, he he's going to try not to puke this time. He said so. He he's must grown like up to, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. yeah, good for him. I I, I like Phil Kessel and. He too. He's American too. Yes, so. he is. Good, yes, good for is. him. Congrats to the Golden Knights. Uh, yep. Denver Nuggets win the first NBA title in their franchise history. Uh, the best player in the world took them took them to the promised land, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some more good things ahead for Denver. Still, I'm still feel like it was a weak NBA playoffs. I didn't think a lot of the teams were very good, and Denver no. by far was the best team. They really were, and they, and they they were a team with. And it also proved to me that. You don't need to title chase like LeBron and even Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. Stay with the team you're 
and let them build around you and, and mm-hmm. tip your cap to Giannis, the last guy that did that. He didn't leave Milwaukee, signed with them again, and hopefully the Nuggets will keep uh, Joker for the rest of his yeah. career. And those guys just stay there. That's, that's a great thing to see that you have a Eastern Conference team with, a, with an all-time great player who stayed in a small market, and mm-hmm. then you got Denver with uh, the title now, and both of them now have won titles, and it proves. Don't be like LeBron and go out there and try to go. You can't win alone, so you got to go find and team up with guys. The the three man, the three headed monster star thing isn't what all it's cracked no, up to be. That, so, and you know, and, and, and another great thing about Joker, which you know, this is he's such an unassuming guy. All he yeah. wants to do is win. Correct. You know, it, it, we we saw it after after they eliminated. Uh, the Lakers, and then LeBron makes it about himself. Sure, of course. You know, Joker, you know, you've seen, he just said, I just want to go home. He doesn't even really want to go to that parade. No. He just wants to win, and uh, it's not about him. And and it's refreshing. It is. is. That's a likable likable team for the most part. And they do play well as a team. I I watch But when your best player is a pass-first guy who can do all the other, I mean, he can score, he can obviously rebound, and then his passing is just that of of a guard. Uh, it, that's a great thing to build your team around a guy like that. It's, yeah, it's awesome a, a, a pass first guy that averages yeah. what twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I, I mean, no, I'd love now if Milwaukee could get their act together and get the role players around Giannis a little bit better. Yes, I mean you could see Denver and Milwaukee being. I'd be awesome if they like met in the finals for like three straight years or something. I, I like to see these small market teams do well and these guys that don't leave for the promised land of their buddies. I mean, how many times has that worked? I mean, if LeBron doesn't go there with pretty mature guys like Wade and Bosch, he would never have won in Miami. I mean, and that was Pat Riley. And I and I love too. And again, hats off to the Heat for making it that far. They had a rough season, uh, eight seed, yeah. play their way through, beat better teams than them the whole time. Undermanned guys that were undrafted all over their roster. Spolster they had just a does lot an of awesome guys. Yeah, tons of them. Seven undrafted guys. Mm-hmm. Spolster does amazing again. And I always thought it was telling when. Uh, when LeBron was going to pull his crybaby thing and go back to Cleveland is mm-hmm. when Pat Riley, when he said, told Pat Riley that they should fire Spolstra. And Pat Riley said, get the fuck out of my office. Yeah. And, and he, he packed up, went to Cleveland. And uh, it, it just shows you LeBron is all about him. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about he, – he has an all-time great coach there on that – in that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in that uh, um, franchise, the, the Heat. And, and he's trying to run him out. And, and, and again, Pat Riley was was winning in basketball uh, games as a coach before LeBron was even born. Yeah. So you know that just shows you the lack of respect from a guy like him yeah. and why he disgusts me so much. I, well, he's bigger than the game. In he his is. Mind. He's and, bigger but, than the, and, the, the 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 owner, the GM, the coach. Right. He, he... And it's great to see that the Heat. You know, get rid of that loser. They bring in Jimmy Butler, who's a winner by trade. He's a tough guy to deal with, but. I mean, I I love him. I think he's great, and mm-hmm. I love that he holds his teammates accountable. It's great to see LeBron would never do that. He just buries his team, uh, you know, in the media after the game. He'll 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 just you know run them over. Do- doesn't ever stick up for his teammates. I just can't say enough it's bad things about him. No, and it's it's just nice it, to see a, a team win with some likable yeah. players. And you for know, once. and getting back to Pat Riley real quick, they they talking about just the culture that he builds down there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's an all-time great. I mean, he played the NBA years ago, coached GM with uh, – uh, well, yeah, he, he coached the Knicks too, didn't he? he they never yeah. won it with the Knicks. But, the Lakers, I mean, what a great guy, and, and that's a hell of an organization. They were just talking about how uh, just the, organi- the organization structure and the, and the culture down there. So, uh, even though being undermanned and everything, it, it, I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise, just the way that's all set yeah. up. And, and they'll be back. They'll, they'll, get a, they'll get a little bit of an upgrade on their roster, I'm sure, and, yeah. and be 
be back in the mix in the Eastern Conference because I mean the Eastern Conference, other than Milwaukee, I mean I I don't see the Celtics doing anything. I I, I I'm sorry after their performance this season, I I can't count on Missoula and those guys. No way. And the, and the Sixers, mm-hmm. no chance in the world if they keep those two stiffs. Harden and uh, Embiid, they'll never win. Those well, guys aren't winners. You no, can just it, see the way they play. It, They're not winners. I was going to mention that when you were talking about <clears throat> Jokic a little bit ago. Uh, you know, okay, Joel Embiid, he, he and, and Joel Embiid's a good player. Yeah, he's a but, physical talent, absolutely. But he, he's a stat compiler, I, if sure you is. ask me. He is. And he's not a winner the, he's way, not tough. the, the way Jokic is. No, the, he's I mean, not. And it, and it shows Jimmy Butler was, you know, Philadelphia ran him out. They mm-hmm. could have had him. And they chose Harden, Harden over yeah. him. Loser. A, a loser. Because uh, Jimmy Butler was mean to the guys at practice. And he said, you know, they didn't take it serious enough and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, it just, it, it's, I don't know. They, these NBA guys are tough. I mean, they really are. It's it's nice to see uh, some likable teams out there, though. So uh, hopefully Denver and Milwaukee will match up in the finals next year. Or, yeah. That, or the Heat that, again. I'll take the Heat. I got, I like, I got a lot of respect for them. As long but. as any, it, it, as long as none of the teams involved LeBron. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that can't, that goes without saying. I mean, that's, yeah. Oh, anyway, it's in the books. Yep. I'm glad it's behind us. I don't rough, have to deal uh, with it till yeah. Halloween. Rough, Be a little uh, like fright night. Rough week for South Florida fans. Yeah, I mean, they had a great but, run, but, but yeah, did. it just ended it ended prematurely a little bit. A few games uh, too soon and for you them. Know, and you know, and all seasons. the fans of both of those teams, they, they got some extended uh, games, especially yeah. when they <laughs> weren't even expected to make the playoffs or go that right. far. So they both had great runs, so. They did. So, all right, uh, let's move on a little bit. Uh, USFL, as I said, is in week 10. We go to the playoffs next week. Mm-hmm. I actually got to be quite honest. I have not watched hardly any of these games while I was gone. Uh, there's always something better to watch. But uh, Birmingham leading the South Division is 7-2. They've already clinched a playoff spot entering the final week. Uh, Philadelphia leads the Northern Division at 4-5. and five. Now, all the teams in the South Division have records over 500, and every team in the North is under 500, which is interesting. <laughs> Top two teams in each division make it. It's kind of unfair, to be honest. Uh, so, it's it literally coming down to only Birmingham is in. So you got three spots up for grabs. Um, you got you got a uh, matchup of Pittsburgh and New Jersey, two, three, and six teams, which are going to need some help. Uh, so the, the winner of that game uh, will need some some help. Um, Philadelphia, as I said, four and five against the three and six Michigan Panthers. So you have four and five and three teams and three and six in that division. So uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the XFL that yeah. team that end up winning it. Right was uh, they were like uh, like four, four and six yeah yeah they were under the five hundred yeah but they had been they did play well at the end of the year so maybe yeah. that's something that you, if you're playing your best football um I, I have a few plays that I kind of like this week I like New Jersey a little bit against Pittsburgh laying the three and a half that's on a Saturday afternoon kickoff um, and I like that game under Pittsburgh's offense is about as bad as their NFL team's mm-hmm. offense uh, go Kenny Kenny will bring him to a promised land though so get ready for that here soon uh and then in the second oh, game once, yeah oh yeah pick his yeah, suv kenny. got stolen yeah kenny's a stud uh <laughs> birmingham memphis uh over 44 i like that on saturday as well and then on sunday uh, i'm going with the two teams who are favored and new orleans breakers have been playing pretty well they have a win and in scenario against the houston gamblers they're minus four on the road, total 44 and a half. So I'll be going with New Orleans. And then the Philadelphia Stars also on the road, laying one at Michigan. Uh, I think if they win, they're in two because they will win that division mm-hmm. with a record of five and five. So going to try to take those two teams, see what happens. Um, 
again, uh, don't take these picks to the bank. I sure haven't watched a whole lot of it. And then, uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on these USFL games? Or? No, you know, Matt, I, I will say this, and I haven't watched much, but Sunday when we were down to Vets, uh, there, you know, it was slim pickings as far yeah, as uh, it's gonna, sports viewers. Going to get even slimmer. But uh, and after that uh, race on on I think it was FS1 that, that football game came on. It actually was a pretty good yeah. game. Yeah, no, they're they're they've been I, fine. It's I, just I, forget, it, I don't know who the hell was it. It was uh, in New Jersey and yeah, I think it was, I think it was New, New Jersey, Jersey and Philly. Philadelphia. Yeah, but it ended up being a pretty entertaining game, and they made it close, but. I, I, it's just weird when you watch these games, and, and other than when we watched the XFL, that who had the big home crowd, St. Louis. Yeah, like there's nobody at these games. Yeah, no, how's this going to continue? Birmingham gets a little bit, but that's about all. Yeah, no, but are I, they I all don't still know. playing at the same? No, no, no. There's, oh, so there's like to four. Tell me that. Like, no, no, they're no, not. They're not. They're not. There's two teams that are playing, like Pittsburgh and. Uh, Michigan maybe are playing at the, in Canton. There, there's some regionalized ones. But the there. last time they did that though, it was everything was in Birmingham. It was the first year, yeah, right, okay, yeah, because uh, that was COVID related right, mostly. Right. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, we'll give a give a look at these playoffs. Hopefully, they'll be somewhat entertaining. It's it's something to watch, I guess, and uh, you can yeah, gamble if on if it. If you're so. desperate, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not a terrible product. And then uh, let's move on to Canadian football here in our in our uh, first segment here. A couple more football things to hit on. Uh, CFL Week Two. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I I really actually enjoy the CFL. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun stuff to watch. It's actually pretty good football. So be getting more into that. Hope they get a feel. It's a little early to make any picks. But uh, this week, uh, well, last week we had uh, BC beat Calgary 25-15. to Winnipeg beat Hamilton 42-31. Montreal beat Ottawa 19-12. And Saskatchewan beat Edmonton 17-13. So... Some pretty competitive games. You had, uh, I think, two overs and two unders, so that was a little bit yeah. mixed. Um, there's a game Thursday night, uh, which we this show will be coming out after that. I like the game under, so that, that won't do anybody any good. But Friday evening, a 9 o'clock kick on CBS Sports Network, which CBS, I believe, got the rights to Canadian football this year. I guess ESPN yeah, I saw passed that on it. Listed on your uh, on your games here. Yeah. CBS. So Winnipeg Blue Bombers with Zach Calaris. Yep. They're pretty good. Uh, probably lay the points with them. So I'm going to take them minus the six. And then on Saturday, also a night kickoff on CBS Sports Network. It's seven o'clock, and I like this game over Edmonton and BC. Uh, Battle of Western Canada should be some points on the board. BC a seven point favorite in the game, but I think the Elks can uh, muster up a few touchdowns to get that over 45 and a half. And then Sunday, we'll probably have to watch this at the club because there won't be much else on. Also on CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock, Hamilton at Toronto. A big battle of Eastern Canada here. These are two rivals, fierce rivals. I like the game over 46 and a half for the last five in this rivalry have went over the total. So be going with those. And I'll have a little bit better idea on these as the weeks go on and we start to watch and see. I know... uh, the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks on they have some serious quarterback problems. I think they had they their one guy got hurt or their starter was already hurt in training camp, and then their backup threw like three picks last week. So <laughs> it wasn't a good start for them. But uh, so they they, they, they could be, be a fate. The Red Blacks who were they? They used to be called the Ottawa. Yeah, that, that well, that's not important. I just I, I, no, I they saw did that. have that. Uh, well, the Edmonton used to be the Eskimos, and uh, which you know is racist, apparently. Yes. Um, now, who the hell? Because I thought was... two teams had the same no. nickname at one time, but I, well, I, might, they might have been the Rough Riders too, but I, I don't think they were. I, I don't know. I honestly, I so wait, I don't so recall. not everybody's playing this week. No, there's always one team off. 
Who is it, Montreal? Uh, I think Hamilton doesn't play. Oh, no, Hamilton Hamilton does play. Yeah, that's right. They got their big battle. It must be Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They still the Alouettes? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's derogatory. Okay, good. Let's hope not. All right, and then uh, just quickly on the NFL, before we take a break here in segment one, get the football out of the way. Uh, NFL offseason, any interesting things going on? Chris, you got a lot of these running backs whining and crying and getting cut, and, and, you know, we're not paying me enough, and blah, blah, wah, 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 Saquon Barkley, and... Yeah, um, you know Kareem Hunt's out there. Zeke Elliott, he's God. He had to play offensive line, and uh, and then most recently Dalvin Cook. Any 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 thoughts? And what are your people telling you? Any of these well, guys going to get signed? I, I don't know what. Well, where so the word was Dalvin Cook was going to Miami. Well, that's where he's from. So I'm but assuming he, people because he went to Florida State. Yeah, but he's from Miami. Okay, Central. and but he because uh, uh, I know they they're not resigning, but they didn't trade him right yet. No, they they've released Cook. They really, yeah, right. he's, yeah, yeah. So he's he's out there. Well, so and, I, I, and I know, and not to these running back, but the uh, Bills Nation was freaking out over Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah, because he, he what yeah. he didn't show up, but I guess he was back today. It, it wasn't mandatory mini camps or yeah, whatever it yeah. was. So there was a big sigh of relief. For oh that. yeah, you'll be getting all the all the talk here soon about this stuff, talking about mini camps and who <laughs> looks good and all this crap. Guys wearing shorts. I mean, come on. Wow, it's not going to translate into anything. That was like, and I've been following, not so much, just reading up on things about the Browns and their their OTAs. And you know, how many years have we just bought into the hype? Every year they're going to be yeah. better. They got this guy now. Granted, they have a, a shit ton of talent on offense. Yeah, I mean, they had a good but, team on paper. I mean, they got. Right. Are they going to get DeAndre Hopkins? And I mean, they keep talking like they're the front. Well, he was visiting uh, the Patriots today, but. They were some of the reviews of the, these OTAs and these mini camps that uh, oh they couldn't believe Deshaun Watson looked so good Elijah these guys but it was all seven on seven right yeah. and no, uh, so I've how seen, do you really no I mean I can I tell mean, you that same thing you know, they say that up at West Liberty every year well man watch the way this guy is in seven on seven <laughs> we're still waiting for something good to happen well we're not anymore <sighs> but. It, but so I don't know. I'm, I, I, you know. No, I, I, I do not know how anyone gets excited about this crap. I really don't. It's tough. I'll be. I just coaches counting the days down to football. I'm not. Not at all. Just uh, well, I, maybe they'll be going strike or something. <laughs> I, 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 I just. I don't. I'm not even the least bit excited about it. I, I, you know, I enjoyed. I get excited for it, but probably mid October. I'm sick of it. Yeah, and you know why. It's the referees. It's the it's. We have to review whether a guy got hit too hard, and mm-hmm. and, and it just, it, it, I don't know. It, Player it, safety. That's what they say, but they play now. They're they, playing I, eighteen games now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, they speak anyway, uh, I do have good. two. I do have three bets though that I'm going to give out right now that Uh-oh. I absolutely love, and I'm going to put this one as a ten star. And people are going to say, "Oh, you're just biased because you like this team." Baltimore Ravens are listed at their win total. You can find them at nine or nine and a half. That is ridiculously low, and they'll win probably at least 11 games. So I'm going to tell you right now, 10-star bet on them. And uh, honestly, I almost gave the Browns out as an over, too. I, I do, I'm not. I'm one of the few people that thinks the Bengals are, are dressed mm-hmm. up and they're not as good as they've been. Yep. And now they're mouthing off again. They're Patrick who Burrow's the best quarterback in the league. Okay. Um, check the rings, buddy. But uh, Jamar Chase was saying that. I, I don't Why like do Cincinnati. Guys do that? Well, they just keep motivating the best guys on the right. earth. I don't understand it. Just keep kicking them. Uh, but 
Anyway, Ravens over their win total. I, I really think it's a strong bet. I know. Nine and a half? Yeah. Okay. Their schedule, if you look at their schedule, it is very attainable. They're going to win a lot of games. I, so I think the Browns can too. They play the same schedule. So. Uh, more yeah, or less. The, I mean, the, for Miss, maybe I don't um, know. They have any AFC teams? Maybe that are different. Maybe a couple, but uh, for the most part, it's exactly the same schedule. Um, and I don't think that that division is as great as everyone thinks. I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be even. But I'm not a believer in the Steelers at all. No, and I'm not a believer in the Bengals. I, like Bengals are beatable. Like I, re- I really like the Browns in the first week against the Bengals. Yes. I, I think that's going to be a dangerous spot for the Bengals. The Browns are. Trending upward as they had a you know a subpar season because they're working a quarterback back yes. who hasn't played in years. Mm-hmm. I expect the Browns to be really good and the Ravens are going to be a lot better too on offense. I mean, obviously it depends on if Jackson stays healthy, but uh, I'm giving it, that as a, a major ten star play right now. Get on it if you if you want to bet something early, top your money early. I think the Ravens over the win total is an exceptional bet. Uh, and the second one I have, and I'd rate this one about a nine stars. The Green Bay Packers under eight wins. Everybody keeps telling oh, me yeah, how so. great their defense is and blah, blah, blah. Well, their defense is basically the same as it was last year. It was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of high-priced guys, a lot of names. They should have been a lot better. And they have a good quarterback last year. They don't have a good quarterback this year. Their defense is going to be on the field, on the field triple the time, the time yeah. that they were last year. So I know everyone hates Aaron Rodgers because he didn't get vaccinated and he's mouthy and he acts like he's smarter than everybody. I mean, I respect the guy. I think he's good. He's a little different, but right. don't get mad at him for that. Everyone just wants to beat on this dude. And now everyone hated him, ran him out of Green Bay, basically. Now some people are in love with him and the Jets and thinks he's going to take them to the Super Bowl. But no, we'll, I don't, see that, I don't see that either because I don't think the Jets are very good and their defense no. was overrated last year. But I really love this Green Bay play under eight wins. Is probably going to end up going down to seven and a half, but uh, I have no confidence in Jordan Love. Well, we they, saw they, what happened when he came in to play. Just say, was, Matt, he, he couldn't play. A few appearance, he was he was gone off. He looked like a he looked like a guy who was like deer in the headlights, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. He, he just didn't look like a player that could play. So we got young roster of talent on offense, but if you don't, if they couldn't come together with Aaron Rodgers, how are they going to do with this? Well, team? Matt, not only that, I, and I they got a bad I, coach. Who is it? Uh, Matt LaFleur. That guy's oh, a clown. Yeah. He, he'll be fired after but, this year, probably. And I think all the teams in their division are, are, are going to even be better. Detroit? Well, Detroit is the team to beat in that division. Right. Minnesota will be okay. They won all those games close. I, I don't find that. But, and then I, everyone says the Bears. Now, the Bears, I, I don't, don't think are I, – I just don't see Justin Fields. The Bears have made a lot of moves to try to make their roster better. But, my God, if Fields can't play, there it doesn't matter. You know. So I it's mean, going to come down to that. Which quarterback will be better, Love or Fields? That's what it'll come oh, down I'd to. I'd say it would be Fields just, just because he Well, because can he run. can run, and he and can make plays like a running back, right. and that's why he he can maybe win right. a game or two. I have zero confidence in the Packers. I I really think they'll struggle to win four or five games. I really, really do. So uh, Ravens, my top play. Packers, my second best play. And then I like an over uh, Houston Texans. I like them over two and a half. They only got to win three what? games in a bad division. Yeah. That division's not very good. The Colts are still going to be terrible. Jacksonville will be pretty solid. And then the Titans, eh, just okay. I, I, I think D'Amico Ryans will energize that franchise, yes. and I think they'll be pretty good. I, I think, good I think they'll win. Too. I think, yes, I think they'll win at least five games. So I think you're getting a steal there. They win three games in that shitty AFC South. Uh, jump on the Texans. So. Uh, those are my I'm early plays. The, I'm going to have to do that. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I figure give them out early. I know it's, a, but sometimes when you get your gut feeling, like those were three that I had a gut feeling about, and just go with yeah. them and 
See what the hell happens. They'll probably all three be losers. Never too early. But you never know. Never Lamar Jackson's going to go off on a stretcher in week one, probably. So well, I, I you'll mean, be happy. Yeah, I, know, I will so. be happy. I, I mean, I, I hope you can still win your, well, your bet. Yeah, I don't want you to lose That's your not going to happen without that. But, yeah, I, I mean, he, and he's basically the he's the key to all of it for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, they bring in all these toys, but if he's not there to use them, it's And they probably got uh, – Dobbins will be back, right? Yeah, Running should back. be all healthy. Should, should be, but we'll see. Somebody oh. will get hurt in training camp, but yeah, we'll first see. first play. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break here on Better's Last Stand. Come back, uh, talk a little bit of baseball, and then uh, U.S. Open before we get with uh, the uncle-to-be, Sammy, the man with a master plan. They call him Sam, and he'll be here in the final segment. This is Better's Last Stand with Matt and Chris. We'll be right back after this. Reminder, Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. All right, greetings. Welcome back. It's Better's Last Stand, show number 41. We're with you all the way up till football season. Hopefully someday Coach and Luke will be back. Uh, thanks again to Chris for yeah. sitting in and uh, you know helping me Trying to help you out, Matt, any way I can. So I don't have to talk to myself for two hours, but it's okay. Um, I can do that, too, if we have to, so we're versatile. But uh, hopefully we'll get Coach and Luke back in the mix as we get closer to football season. I know Coach is... Fucking uh, going to be having a hard on here real soon what was about the last college time football. It, it, did he have a number of? Uh, yeah, he said it the other day, but yeah, I don't yeah. even listen. And I <laughs> right. just, yeah, just tune out when it comes to that <laughs> crap. <laughs> Hawaii versus Ohio on the for oh boy or what? Some Ohio I mean, versus there. No, that wasn't a Hawaii versus Ohio, but I just terrible, terrible games. And again, yeah. we talked about it before, but expanding this college football playoff is really not going to be. It's going to be good for my industry and people's interests, kind of like March Madness. But there's only still going to be like two or three teams that can win the thing. And there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to get their asses beat. Small teams playing against Georgia. Does that go into effect this year? No, ne- next, next year. year. So yeah. it'll be what, 12? 12 teams? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is it? Yeah, 12. Yeah. I think it's 12. So no. they triple it from four to Yeah. 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 It's... Eh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it, but I mean, I get why they're doing it for money, 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 and TV, TV, TV. That's the name of the game, so yep. can't fault them for that. Uh, it's just the way of the world. All right, let's go uh, to Major League Baseball real quick. Uh, the A's win seven in a row. I don't know if by the time you hear this, they'll probably have lost a couple games by then, but uh, A's are playing yeah. all right. And uh, That kind of got started with their... Uh, two pirates. out of three uh, yeah. wins against the Pirates. And the Pirates actually should have got swept in that series. The A's have. blew the game one. So. Yes. Uh, and then they sweep Milwaukee. Then they're, uh, they've won two games against Tampa. And I, I know Coach and all these the Ray guys, Cooley loves the Rays, Jarrett loves the Rays, Coach loves the Rays. I'm telling you right now, don't bet on the Rays to win the World Series. They are not winning the World Series. They cannot hit away no. from their home park. Mm-hmm. They are just a mediocre team, and that is pushing it on the road. They're really good in that little stadium that they have down there. But, man, you take them out of there, and they are very, very, very average, and their lineup is not very yeah, well, good. Well, they're 17 and 15 on the road. I don't yeah. know the stats. Yeah, on the and they've played a very, very weak schedule. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, more tough games to come for them. Uh, I, I I don't you sound even, like you don't like Tampa. I can't stand them. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm I'm not trying I'm not trying to be biased. Like I a few years ago, I like two years ago when they played the Yankees in the in the ALCS. Like I thought they were a World Series caliber team. They're just mm-hmm. not now. I just I'm just being honest, telling you what my eyes see. Uh, but I'm tired of hearing about how great they are. Um, they've they're they're a stat compiled team at home. If you look at their runs and all the things they do, they do everything better at home. So uh, keep an eye on them. I'd be fading them. They may not even hold on that division, but the problem is the division's tough, uh, and none of the teams can seem to get any traction except for the Orioles. Um, the Yankees to me are a terrible playoff team. They're, the outfield yeah. they started the other night is is not even mm-hmm. a frontier league caliber outfield. You could actually probably find a better college outfield than that uh they're in big trouble if they don't get judged back soon stanton's always hurt uh, i have no faith in them garrett cole is a loser he's mm-hmm. not a number one pitcher so i'll be fading them but there there's some teams that i think you can get some great value on right now the mets tailspin right now continues they Jesus. they are just a mess they blew a game last night to the yankees max scherzer is pretty much done uh I, i'm not usually one to come out and say it when a guy has some bad outings that he's totally done but he might be so I would be looking at the Yankees and the Mets both to miss the playoffs right now. You could get the Yankees plus 205 to miss the playoffs. The Mets minus 195 now. They're a favorite. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers, total frauds. Can't hit again. Yep. Kristen Yelich, I don't know what happened to that dude. He had to have been on steroids or something. That uh, was, what, about four years ago when he had yeah. that great year? Yeah. Yeah, it was like and, a and then MVP the, times then 100. the following year, he was off. Complete, yeah, and he's gotten worse yeah. ever since. And, uh I don't know what happened to him, but he's a mess. They cannot hit, and their pitching is just not good enough to carry him. It's the same problems for this, these teams every year. They can't, and that's why I think Tampa's vulnerable because they can't hit. Well, and the Brewers, like you said, uh, they're they're in second place and they're thirty four thirty four, but they're minus twenty five and run yeah, different. Right, and then they're getting swept at home by mm-hmm. Oakland. Yes, and I know Oakland got hot, and you know they're probably going to get their win total now. But they're, you know they're a bad team. The Royals are now the worst team. Oh in the yeah, league. I was going to say Oakland no longer owns the. Yeah, worst. now how about that? Now how how quick a week can change yes. things in baseball? You, mm-hmm. you, but there's a lot of vulnerable teams here, and I I, I still think it, it, you know if I if I have to pick two teams uh, in, out of the National League, I'm, I'm going with the Braves and the Dodgers. I don't love the Dodgers I still think their pitching is going to end up letting them down mm-hmm. uh, but I can't find anyone else that can really rival the Braves in the National League the Padres if they could ever get it going I still think they, they could still be heard from or still What's time holding them back though I mean God, just the just being in sync they their pitching's not that great yeah. and their their lineup just hasn't been all together to mesh I don't know and their manager's a clown so I, Bob Melvin I never liked him <laughs> I think he but he was better than that guy they had to fire a few years ago the guy that was like a I, like a used car salesman or whatever he was, but uh, National League, I, I do think uh, that the, uh, the the Braves are going to be damn tough to beat. Uh, well, in the, in the Central, yeah, I, I would agree with you on the Braves because they're just they're the most shoulders. stable team. They got good yeah. starters, they got mm-hmm. a pretty good bullpen, and they got a couple of really good hitters like Star mm-hmm. and Acuna can play defense too. Yes. So I mean, the Braves are good; they're really good. Um, no. And then I'll tell you a team that again today. Uh, I know everybody keeps waiting for the Cardinals to kick it in gear, and we thought that, but they're 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 a little league team. They can't play defense. They can't pitch. Their bullpen stinks. Fifteen they, games under, well, maybe sixteen games. Yeah, now they lost again today. There. So yeah, um, they blew a lead. Uh, bullpen is horrible. Other than their two corner infielders, they're a joke. 
but that division is so up for grabs. I, the I Reds. Think, I think the Reds and the Cubs are great bets. If you want to bet them to make the playoffs or to win that division, which is going to be basically the same the same thing. I mean, you you have a chance here to get the Cubs. You can get the Cubs at almost 10-1 to 1 to win the division. You can get them at plus 750 to make the playoffs. And then the uh, the Reds, you can get it plus seven dollars to make the playoffs, and you can get the Reds at about eight to one to win the division. Those are good bets. I have zero faith in the Brewers or the Cardinals, and and I do think the stock on the Cubs and the Reds is rising. Pirates are just going to be in the middle. They're going to yeah. be up and down, uh, up and down, and Jack Sawinski, and I got to hear about how good he is one night, and then then he'll go for, oh, for his next twelve. With like eleven Ks, uh, I I don't know. I think the Pirates will tread water, but I, I am not a backer of the Brewers or the Cardinals. I, I'd jump in on the Cubs and the Reds. I think those are great bets. Um, and then uh, the Giants, who played the Cardinals today, they the Giants continue to amaze me. Is their yes. the roster is not flashy at all? They just they play in a great ballpark. It's a really good spot to watch a game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is about that, but I always like watching games that are played in that park. It's just something about that setting. Uh, the fans are super into it. The pitching is pretty solid, and uh, Gabe Kapler's done a good job with them. They're they're right there. Uh, yes, to make the playoffs for them, plus one twenty five. Them and the Diamondbacks. Uh, that that. Uh, yeah, NL West is a good division. Yeah, it is. Four, at least four teams in that division. If the Padres ever get off their ass, are uh, a legit playoff team. So keep an eye on the Giants. They they may need some help. But you also have to think, most people would have thought that the Phillies and the Mets were playoff teams in the East. And I don't think either one of them are going to be. So the East may be a one, uh, one playoff yes. bid. You might get Atlanta. And then in the Central, it's probably going to be one. So the West, I mean, they technically could get all those teams in if they continue to beat up on the other uh, National League and American League teams that they play outside of their division. Um, well, I'd but, say the biggest surprise in the National League would be Miami. Well, them and the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah. No, Miami's I mean, again. They were atrocious. Miami fight. can't hit, but they. I mean, they got the guy that gets all the singles. Yeah, man, that is crazy. Yeah. They, they, they're six games over five hundred, but minus thirty three. Yeah, they yeah. They're, they, I mean, they struggle to hit, but they got good pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got that Luis Araz guy who's can, can hit uh, singles. And you know, even teams like the Nationals are pesky. The Nationals yeah. play pretty hard. They're they're not nearly as bad as people thought they would be. Um, I I I don't know. I I still in the American League. I, I I'm not real feeling very good about the Astros right now. They haven't been mm-hmm. very solid. But again, they're a team that kind of turns it on when they need to. Texas Rangers have been the most impressive team to me in the American League. Um, and then you know the Orioles have played really well. Uh, I'm not sure they have the experience to be able to do much in the playoffs, but. They're they're on the cusp. They're on their way. Well, the Rangers can. They're they're mashers. I mean, yeah, their problem they now. They lose the Grom. Now their pitching's starting to yeah. show some signs. They just had to put Gray on the disabled list. So they're they're gonna. But I think they'll make some moves. I think they'll make some trades. So yeah, I think the Rangers. They, they lead be the league and uh, lead uh, all of uh, baseball and run scored. I believe. Yeah, they're 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 a good team. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm impressed with them. I think they'll be tough to beat. Um, and then you'd like to think Houston would be in the mix. And then I don't know. Out of the AL East, uh, I. I don't really lo- – I know that's a really good division, but the Orioles don't have the experience or the pitching to do it. The Rays can't play away from home. The Red Sox have terrible <laughs> pitching. The Yankees have terrible hitting and terrible pitching. Yeah. The Blue Jays have a great lineup, but their pitching has been suspect to the point where sometimes they'll get good starts out of guys, other times they won't, and their bullpen hasn't been very good. So, Chris, any dark horse teams? What do you think of your uh, AL Central? Who, who's well, the team to beat? <laughs> Will Cleveland turn it on when they need I, to? and. 
They got the pitching, but again, that's another team that does not hit. No, I mean, they and, can't. And, and, and they so can't. Many, so many times so, they, oh. they've, uh, you know, it's almost like when we we've seen Michael Grove pitch. You know, just never get you know, does a good out and they get good starting pitching and they'll score one or two runs at, I, at the most. And, I've quit betting the Indians. The well, what the fuck they're called, Guardians. Right, right. I quit betting them because I can't. I can't bet them because they can never score. It's if it's not Jose Ramirez hitting a home run or hitting yes. a double, they never get a guy past first mm-hmm. base the whole game. And it's so frustrating when you have them and you think, well, I got a good matchup here pitching-wise, and their pitcher throws a good game, and they can never muster any runs. Right. So I, I usually only play Cleveland if it's going to be an under bet. I, just, I can't trust them. There's yeah. teams like that that I have. I've basically blackballed from playing them. Like, I, I won't bet against the Rays at home. Like, I just right. you can't do it. Like, they win every game. They seems like they play every game. They play more home games than Ohio State. But they're always at home, and they're always banging the ball around mm-hmm. that park, and it's rolling around, and the other team can't win. <laughs> it's I, yeah. So yeah. I'm starting to develop some trends in my own mind that may or may not be uh, real. And I like uh, in the AL West, too, I think – uh, the uh, Angels have put it together here lately. And yeah, they're, they've got they've they're won, not uh, bad. I don't know if they're pitching to the hold up, but they've won eight of their last ten. But uh, yeah, they're hanging around. Now yeah. it's, you know it's going to happen. Though they're going to hang around enough. They're not going to trade Otani, and then yeah. he's going to walk, and they're going to get nothing for him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, tough time being an Angel fan. I don't yeah. know. All right, let's jump over to the College World Series briefly. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Uh, used to be something that I really really enjoyed. Don't don't do it so much now. Uh, these players are remind me of NBA players. They're, they're hard to watch. They're they're arrogant. They're cocky. They act like idiots a lot of the teams. So not real not real high on this tournament like I used to be. Um, but uh, I did make two bets a few weeks ago on TCU and Oral Roberts to win it all. Ironically, they get matched up with each other in the first mm-hmm. game. So I'm hoping one of them can come out of the. Out of the bracket, and I believe that's bracket number one. So you got bracket number one, who Florida actually drew really well here. They get Virginia, TCU, and Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, probably what people consider to be the three uh, top teams, Wake Forest, LSU, and Tennessee, uh, along with Stanford in the bracket number two. Yeah. Wake Forest, the number one team. They got a loaded pitching staff. They got a really good lineup. They'll be tough to beat. Uh, but LSU and Tennessee, who play <laughs> each other on Saturday, uh, you know, neither one of those teams can be overlooked. So I think Florida may make some sense uh, from a perspective of trying to uh, take advantage of the, of the lesser bracket. Oral Roberts, you know, obviously a small school. Virginia is not nearly as good as they have been in the past. And right. TCU peaked at the right time. They played really good baseball down the stretch uh, out of the Big 12. So I took a shot with them in, in Oral Roberts. Like I say, I bet that ticket before they even played in their Super Regionals, just taking a shot that if they could get there, that maybe I could get lucky enough to get them there, and you never know what could happen. But uh, So I'll be trying to ride that out right now. But, uh, you know, as, as I said, Wake Forest plus 250 to, to win the tournament, followed by LSU at plus 375. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is actually about eight to one. Virginia actually is six to one, and then Florida plus three seventy five. Uh, Florida might be the team though with that with that setup that they have, so they wouldn't have to play the th- three of the best teams until the finals, which could be beneficial. So h- how does this work on the brackets? You just uh, it's just double elimination. Double, like it's basically okay. like two separate tournaments. Gotcha. The four teams in the top and the four. So four of them okay. play Friday. Oral Roberts versus TCU on Friday, along with Virginia and Florida in. Uh, that is bracket number one, and then bracket two on Saturday, Stanford, Wake, Tennessee, and LSU. LSU favored in that game. Wake Forest, minus 210 favored over Stanford. Florida, minus 130 over Virginia. And TCU, minus 165 against Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts might be worth a look there at plus 135. They're pretty good. They went out and beat Oregon uh, at Oregon to to get here. So 
Yeah, uh, that's weird seeing them in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's nice to see a, a different team. So I'll, I'll be pulling for them. Uh, whoever wins between them and TCU, that's that's the bet I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want more college baseball talk, listen to the radio show. Jarrett, he talks about this constantly. He just loves it. So uh, we'll, we'll defer to his knowledge versus mine because I, I have a hard time watching this. As I said, these, these kids are punks. They act yeah. like goofs. A lot the, of them. Is Tennessee toned it down from last year? Yeah, because they're not as good, probably. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just so, uh, I still root I, against them. Just yeah, no, I, I would too. Their, their behavior was appalling. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if you like college baseball, give it a look. Uh, I'm sure it'll it, it'll be okay. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll follow it. I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be. It's not going to be on my main TV like watching with sound and everything because right. you know it's just a thing you keep an eye on as as the day goes on. And there can be some exciting finishes. So, teams are never buried. So one thing to remember in in game betting, uh, which they should have for the College World Series, is. You know, one of your better teams falls behind early. You know, it's not a bad thing to to put a few dollars on them because they can't come back and win. You can erase eight run leads here really quickly in college baseball. So, so if if you happen to have it on and 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 I call you during the game, it's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not (laughs) interrupting. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure much would you'd interrupt me much this time of year. Except maybe the U.S. Open or, well, nobody would be calling me at the time of an Australian rules game. So. Right, right. <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah, feel free. I'm available most, right, most times. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah I'll be good. I'd probably you know. be better off uh, going to Garden Park and watching the game than watching this stuff. But anyway, uh, if you have questions, any observations, again, listen to the show. You can call in uh, on Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday on WKKX, and we'll – I'll get you to Jarrett, and he can tell you anything yes. you need to know about college baseball. So, uh, all right, let's jump over to the U.S. Open golf. Before we get, we got a few minutes left before we get to Sam. Uh, U.S. Open golf. I, I got to be quite honest here. I I don't love anybody in this tournament. Normally, I have a pretty good feel for for what this is going to be. They've never played this course before. L.A. Country Club, uh, the the PGA hasn't so. Uh, uncharted waters. Max Homa getting a lot of a lot of talk about him because he has the course record that he played here when he was in college. Uh, I don't right. find that to be you know but relevant. See, to me, that doesn't. I would no. agree. Because I mean, so Rory McIlroy played on his home course in in the British Open a few years ago, and he was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of pressure. So you're getting a lot of talk about the California guys, Patrick Cantley, who I kind of liked here. Uh, but I'll probably be fading these guys. I'm going to fade Max Homa. I'm obviously fading Roy McIlroy. He's a loser, and then with this live golf thing <laughs> just gets worse and worse for him. He is no threat at all. Uh, I, if you bet him at eleven to one, you're insane. Uh, I I wouldn't bet him at thirty to one, but uh, he's he's just not going to win. I can just tell you, he's just not going to win. But anyway, if you want to waste your money on him, go ahead. Uh, you you heard it here first. Uh, don't we we tell you that every week, or at least I do. Uh, Jordan Spieth getting a lot of traction. I'm going to pass on him. He's been injured. Uh, I think this course could fit him, but I, I don't. I don't love. He, he, he's injured and he's a mental case, yes. so that concerns me. Uh, Xander Shoffley's a guy I always want to try to take a shot with, twenty to one, but I, I just, he just hasn't been able to finish it off. So I, I probably should keep betting him because I, the one day I don't, he'll probably win. But I, to me, my honest opinion about this, and the only real feel that I have is Brooks Kepka is the guy to beat. He's the third choice on the betting board, which he was the fourth choice. Rory McIlroy somehow. Now, Brooks Kepka's won five majors in the last four and a half years. Rory McIlroy hasn't won a major in almost 10 years. Remember that. Not 10 years. 
So uh, I don't understand it why he was a lower price than Kepka, but that's since adjusted. Kepka now eleven to one. John Rom and Scotty Scheffler are your top two choices. Scheffler's game has been eh, up and down. He, he's still good enough to turn out top twenties though because he's just that good. Uh, John Rom played bad in the PGA, but I expect him to bounce back. So those guys are definite contenders, but. Man, when Kepka is on, Chris, he is really, really, really good. And he doesn't, he's unflappable out there. And now that he's healthy, I just think he's the guy to beat here. And uh, I don't think 11 yeah, to 1 I, is I terrible price. Too. Yeah, Plus, I have to use him in that thing well, we have with it's Neil. Great, I, great to have yeah. him there. I, I had him in the last tournament so that he won. So uh, that was good for me. But yeah, uh, a couple of guys that I did like, I uh, can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I do like Bryson DeChambeau, 45 to 1. I'm not a fan of his at all. But I think he could be dangerous here. He played pretty well in the PGA. If he could put it together, uh, I think he's he's you're getting a double the price that he used to be when he was on the PGA tour mm-hmm. in in his hot phase. Uh, Cam Smith, big fan of his. He's played well in the U.S. Open in the past. Twenty eight to one. I think it's a great bet. I'll be keeping an eye on him. His game isn't quite as sharp as I'd hoped it to be, but uh, I'm going to take a shot with him. So right now, Kepka, DeChambeau, Smith would kind of be my top three. Justin Rose, a guy I love. I've been betting him constantly. He's been racking up top tens and top twenties, so I would get on him. He's fifty to one. It's a great chance to win this. He's won the U.S. Open before. Uh, if he drives the ball accurately, he will have a very good chance. Uh, his putting is just fantastic. And then a guy I kind of have a hunch about. Uh, I think Hideki Matsuyama might play pretty good here. He's forty to one, so I'm going to take a little shot with him. He's one of the few opinions that I had. Uh, you know, gut feeling type opinions. And then Terrell Hatton. You just flip a coin. He's so volatile, but he's 60 to 1. He's very talented. And then I, I really actually was, I like the kid a lot, Victor Hovland. I love him. He's 16 to 1. I don't know if I can bet him at 16 to 1. I was, it was kind of messed up that he won a few weeks ago, the Memorial, because now his odds went down. Because I was hoping to get him around like 25, and now he's down to 16. I think he's a great player, and I know he's going to win a major at some point. And he's one of the most likable guys you could ever see. So hopefully he does well. And then a couple of longer shots. I thought Keegan Bradley was interesting in 100 to 1. I thought Joaquin Neiman at 80 to 1. Really good players on the live tour now. You don't get to hear about him a lot. Uh, and I'll be taking a shot with him. And then Sung J.M., Hasn't had a great season, so I don't love his form, but I feel like he could be dangerous. You're getting him at 50 to 1, which a couple of years ago, or actually probably a year ago at this time, he's around 18, 19 to 1. So I think there's some good value there. Chris, what are you seeing? Who, who's on your radar? Uh, I, Cameron Young. Okay. What's he, 28 to 1? Yeah. Yeah. Him and, and uh, I also, when I, I glanced at uh, when we were during the break, I, I do like DeChambeau. And uh, I also, as a dark horse, you know, I got to go with Min Woo. Okay, Min Woo. All Although right. He, I mean, keep playing Min Woo. At some point, he'll win, and well, you'll yeah, be and, happy. and I'm going to get him in a matchup too. I think he's against uh, uh, yeah Ryan Fox. Okay, yep, I yeah, see that. So yep, that's probably a good Min one. Woo. Min Woo, like, all yeah. the way. All yeah, right, Min to. Woo over Ryan Fox, yes. and then now there's a couple matchups I like. I like Justin Rose against Tommy Fleetwood. These are tournament matchups. So uh, Justin Rose is an underdog to Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood played really good last week, but the he kind of choked like Jesus. he always does. That was now, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Tommy yeah. Fleetwood fan, but he comes apart when the pressure's on. Sadly, and then a couple of these, the prices just these are just flat out wrong. Scotty Scheffler minus two dollars head to head matchup with Brooks Kepka. That's outrageous. He she he maybe should be minus one twenty minus one thirty mm. against Kepka. Not two dollars. That is ridiculous. Kepka plus 170, that is like stealing money. 
Uh, Adam Shank over Taylor Montgomery. Adam Shank, a small favorite there, minus 125. I like Joaquin Neiman over Sam Burns. Neiman, a dog there. Well, he's even money. Sam Burns, minus 120. I think that's backwards. Uh, Dustin Johnson over Tony Finau. DJ, plus money, plus 120 against Finau, who has not been in top form. Uh, and then this one, again, just ludicrous. So, Kepka got bet down uh, to eleven to one, whereas Rory McIlroy is around twelve to one, eleven to one. But Rory McIlroy is minus one fifty against mm-hmm. Kepka in a head-to-head matchup. Brooks Kepka plus one thirty against Rory McIlroy. That is, that's just not right. That that is, I don't know the, what odds makers are doing with their power ratings, but these that's not correct. Roy yeah, McIlroy again what, hasn't won in ten years. So what do they what do they go by on that day? Because that doesn't make any. They're sense. they're just going to play off the statistics where he ranks in certain things, and when they put their power ratings together. And honestly, the one thing I will defend the bookmaking profession for, uh, and I you you have to do this, even though if you you know that one guy is definitely better or not better or whatever you want to do, you have to say okay, people are going to bet him, so I don't want to make his price so appealing that. If oh. he does win, so you got to, you got to. It's like Tiger Woods. If you get Tiger Woods, if you bet Tiger at twenty to one, his true odds should be like fifty to one. But you yeah. got to keep it at twenty or less because everybody will bet him. Right. Phil Mickelson was like that too before he went to live. People just bet him blindly. So that's part of the Rory thing too. I, I just don't understand what people are watching. If you watch golf every week, you'll realize that these players now are just better than Rory McIlroy. And he's got a long way if he's going to to uh, win a major anytime soon. Now I got a question yes, for you please. on this. Uh, when when you have these matchups, yes, okay. And I was I was just looking at two guys I've never heard of. Probably no one's heard of Austin Eckroat and JT Poston. If they what, it, it, can you still bet those guys? What if if they neither one of them make the cut? They still go by who? Yeah. Has so the best? so if one's eight over and one's seven over, the guy's seven it's over. A, okay. Win. So uh, that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't cut, exclude no okay, no, okay. but it, you know obviously if you have a guy that makes the cut and the other guy against you misses it and it's an easy winner you yes, start, you're putting right, a W right. by there on Friday I know coach loves that when he gets to put a <laughs> yeah, put a, yeah. uh, a W there uh, I yeah. also thought uh, Sergio Garcia at 151 I don't know what kind of shape his game is in but you know he he's kind of a guy that plays off momentum and 150 to one is just flat out wrong that's just too big of a number. Probably take a shot with a guy like that, but anyway, check out our golf postings. I'll, I'll have them up on social and put them up uh, over the weekend. We're going to get ready to talk racing here with Sam, uh, and then in the final part of the show after we talk about the racing, I'll go through my AFL picks for the week very quickly. Oh, since okay. No one's really that interested in it, but you never know. Maybe there's one person out there listening to us that actually has been making money off it. Because I got to say, I've been doing really well in these the last few weeks, mm. and uh, it might be the best sport that, that I have right now. So anyway, we'll try to get you some winners in that. We're going to take a break here on BLS. We're going to be right back with Slamming yeah. Sammy, the uncle-to-be. We're going to talk F1 and IndyCar. This is Better's Last Stand with Matt and Chris. We'll be right back. Reminder, Better's Last Stand is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You're watching Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in Better's Last Stand. Matt and Chris here with you, joined by the man with a master plan. They call him Sam. 
from Upper St. Clair, the uncle to be. Uh, hey, Sam, welcome back to the show after a couple weeks off. Uh, good to see you, buddy. Hope all is well. Uh, sad things, though. You got some happy things, but your neighbor, Stan Savern, Upper yeah. St. Clair oh. Zone, passed away the other day. Uh, give us your thoughts on that. It's a sad, sad day as a Pittsburgh guy. I mean, Stan's the guy for me. It's like I remember when I yes. was a kid, you'd turn on Fox Sports because it was F- you know Fox Sports, yep. and it'd be Stan Savern all the yep. time. Penn Stan Savern. And I didn't even know he was like that sick. I know he had like some issues. Right. But like two weeks ago, I heard him with Mark Madden, the super genius. And then it's just like, oh, he's dead. That's exactly what I told Chris. Because if you were listening to Madden last week at his normal spot, and Madden said, well, Sam's under the, or Sam, (laughs) Stan is under the weather and he won't be on. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. And then sure enough, uh, yeah, because yeah, it, it, it has to take according with the, what I read. You know, he he hated missing work and wasn't. Oh, he said he wasn't going to retire. So if he had to miss a show or an appearance, he he was he was bad. They said he like worked up to like six days before his yeah. passing. Like yeah. he and he couldn't physically do anything else. But yeah, I guess cancer and diabetes and uh, yeah, not cool. But uh, Stan will be missed. Uh, upper St. Clair legend. So. Hey, Sam, you'll like it with Matt Will, too. I saw a thing, I, whatever website it was, and they were, it was like a survey and, and uh, rate your your favorite Pittsburgh sports announcer. I can't remember all the guys that were, were listed, but it included like Paul Staggerwald, Mike Lang. Oh, Greg Brown. And, and Greg Brown. But <laughs> Greg Brown got 2%. <laughs> Who voted? Jared probably know. voted for him. Was Joe Block? Joe Block wasn't even on. No, he couldn't be. But they had like Bill Hillgrove. Uh, I, I can't remember, but uh, it was probably Charlie Stan Batch probably on got. there. Who? Charlie Batch. <laughs> no, they didn't have. I tell you who they had on there uh, was was Guy Junker, and I saw Guy Junker last night. He looked like he should be living under a fucking bridge. Did you yeah. see his hair? Yeah, he, he looks homeless. Yeah, he I does. talked to Guy, and Mark said to me, we were down in Sons Italy uh, at the bar watching it, and <laughs> Mark said, "Who told who told Guy that that's a good look?" <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, thought he, he looked. At, and he it, looks it, worse it, than Stan. Yeah, that's right. It, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I, I mean, it, it, you know, I, that's he not. Remi- fair. He reminded me of somebody that should be like an anchorman. He looked <laughs> yeah. like, a, like a fake character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what happens when you're not on TV anymore and you're only doing stuff in a paper yeah, or radio. I, I just did. That was. It. I was stunned to see him look like that. Yeah. God, God's a mess. <laughs> Standing guy, love yes, the show. Love the show. Yeah. All right. Well, I love Sam's pick last week of Martin Truex Jr. Uh, it was a good one for me. Uh, I had to sweat it out there with those cautions late. Uh, it, it's never easy at Sears Point, Sonoma. It's that's always a uh, Chris and I were talking. It's an underrated track. I, I, I enjoy that track. I think it, it has a lot of uh, interesting corners and things like that that can present some trouble. So thoughts about that race, and then we'll get into. Uh, What's to come with the F1 and the Indy cars this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was a good race. I love that Denny crashed himself for some <laughs> reason. I, I just, like, I don't know. Ever since he started, like, talking more and more and more about yeah. NASCAR and, like, how he's the one that's always bitching, I like it when he does it to himself. Because he had I a good car. He was, he was running strong. Him and Truex, you know, they were running pretty well. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, Hamlin's rubbing me the wrong way lately too. He's always acting like he's the victim or Bubba's the victim, and it's like just uh, oh, what do you got, Chris? No, I didn't want to, but he, he's echoing on mine. Yeah, it's echoing a little bit in mine. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll, we'll it, it, job will clean it up. All it's right. good. It's all, all right. good. But yeah, thank Sorry. you for letting me. No, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, but no, uh, <clears throat> uh, Denny Hamlin's rubbing me the wrong way. I, I've kind of had enough of his his act. So 
Sam, anyway. are you betting these picks, by the way? Because you're giving some good ones over over the weeks that you've been doing this. Or, uh, hey, you, I'm, I'm checking the books, man. But is it? But, but you know, are you just treating it as for amusement only, or are you trying to put some dollars in your pocket? No, if I really think I can put some dollars in my pocket, I will. But like last week, I I was iffy on Chastain, and Chastain had like a okay, oh, okay. number, and All I right. didn't bet it because it's just. So like, you're not opposed to betting it. No, no. Okay. No. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> He he picks his spots and he explores the numbers, which is good. So, uh, no no cup race this week. So we got a week off. Then we switch over to NBC and they head to Nashville. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, Formula One. So Canadian Grand Prix. We had a week off last week uh, after Max Verstappen dominated as usual. Uh, he's minus $3 to win here up in Montreal again. Uh, he's the defending champion of this race. Um, is there any chance he could lose this race? I mean, it's very slim, isn't it? I'm going to go with a no again. Okay. And the only, only chance I do believe is Fernando Alonso. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he qualified, uh, second there last year, you know, yeah. with the, for Alpine and I mean Mercedes I don't know what's going on with them because they had a great run these last couple of races but I don't know if it's just a flash in the pan I just don't know yeah so I, my gut says Alonzo is gonna be the only one that could do it yeah I agree and we've been saying all year outside of uh Checo and and Max he's the next most logical winner on the circuit um that it's just gonna be if one one week Red Bull has a little bit of a hiccup, I think Fernando will pounce. Uh, we obviously got to see qualifying, see how his car is. But if he's up, if he's up near the front, it's always interesting when he starts second because he's so aggressive. that there's even third, uh, you know, at the green flag, he he may try to you know cut some guys off and get up there. But I agree. I think it's going to be hard for Verstappen to uh, to not win. So it might be another double Red Bull podium. Uh, last year, Sergio Perez had a failed gearbox in this race, so he was out. Uh, finished dead last. So um, Carlos Sainz led 17 laps. Uh, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Ferrari? They haven't been very good at all, have they? No, I think the biggest thing they'll do this year is probably what they just did in Le Mans and win that 24-hour yeah. race. Right. I mean, yeah, with nothing. your boy Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. Out of nowhere, the guy surfaces. So, Chris, what do you think? Got any questions for Sam about the Canadian Grand Prix? How he can make some money? What's your daughter Emily say? She she got any, uh, you know any what? words I mean, of wisdom? I, no, she. Uh, we haven't talked too much. She's been busy with her schoolwork and working. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I just anytime I have questions, I usually just text uh, Sam or when we're uh, well, we bullshit a lot on the phone. But I just hope you guys both win some money. Yeah, it's tough to, to gain. It's tough to get but profit in this. You got to almost hit like two things. It's almost like a hitting a parlay. You got to have, uh, you know, exact outcome or two guys in the top six or two in the top three or yeah. So how many uh, F one races have we had this year? About maybe ten, twelve. No, I think years? it's less than that. I think it's maybe like seven or eight. Does that sound? And, and how many times has Verstappen oh. won? All but Let's maybe see. two of them or three. He's won all but Didn't one. Perez yeah, win? Perez won. Per- yeah, yeah, Perez won the second race at Saudi Arabia, and then Max won every other one. Four, he won six, six seven, seven races so far. Yeah, he's won six of them. Okay, so and Red Bulls won all seven. Or actually, excuse me, he's run. He's won five of them. Perez also won in Azerbaijan. Okay, and they're both he won country. twice. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, Jeez. it's it's his domination. So yeah, I mean, unless you're trying to try to put together the exact outcomes or double red. Bull well, podium. when you guys are looking, and I'm looking at these these drivers, and and I'm I'm familiar with some of the guys, but you know how we were back in the day with when with NASCAR, you know, you might have like five or six guys that could possibly win the race. Everybody else is like an also ran. Yeah. So you got Hamilton's capable, right? Oh yeah. Both Mercedes it, it, guys are capable. Okay. It just, Him and George Russell. And then Ferrari was the, the second best team last year. They're not this year. And then uh, not, but you have the, the new shooter, Fernando Alonso, is on a new team this year. And, okay. And they've, they've overperformed Aston Martin. So. Yeah, because, you know, they'll run these races at these odd times, and I forget to, forget it's on, and now, you know, whether it's you or, or Sam or anybody, hey, who won the F1 race? Oh, Verstappen again. Like, yeah. So like you, you basically see those those uh, seven guys listed on that page are okay. literally the only seven guys that could win this race, and okay. that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's probably it more like two. Well, then something catastrophic not, would would have to happen. It's, right? it's not that they're, you know, they're obviously capable. It's just something has to go wrong for them to be right. able to be capable. Because the Red Bull is so superior right now. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> so it's Chris, disgusting. you're not going to turn it on and see. Uh, uh, let's see, Alex Albon winning or uh, <laughs> yeah, Pierre Gasly? Yeah, no, no, it had to be, and, and everyone would have to die almost for him to win. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Joe Guan Yu. I see. I don't. Again, Sam, I'd like to see some of these guys actually drive the Red Bull car and see how good they are because some of them are really good drivers. It's funny you said that. I was thinking about that today. I saw another article about McLaren. Yeah. And I'm just so sick of. I, I don't think Lando Norris is a good driver. No, he must not be. He's he must I mean, not they, be. they've been terrible. They're the most yeah. disappointing team to me this whole year. They're more disappointing yeah. than Ferrari because they actually were in contention last year to be top five cars almost every week. And a lot of times, both their guys running up high, garbage, absolute garbage. Well, let me ask you guys this then: What is it? And obviously, you have to be skilled to be able to drive these cars. But is it more? Verstappen's talent and ability to drive this car, or it's his team and his equipment, or I'm sure it's probably well, a combination. I think of both. It's, I think it actually is a combination of both because Perez has Perez would be the top driver if it wasn't for Verstappen because of the equipment and his experience. But Max Verstappen, his reflexes are so incredibly good mm. compared to the other guys right now. Just put him with the best driver with the best car is kind of what where we're at. Do you think that's that's the case, Sam? Yeah, definitely. And also, like, Matt, remember that controversy a couple weeks ago when they lifted that Red Bull car up and they were looking at the you know, yeah. the bottom floor? It's like whatever engineers and mechanics Red Bull has, these other teams don't really have it. Right. So, like, as, as great as a driver he is, as long as you got the smart people with the money. Yeah. You know, that's where it's at. He's got oh, so money. they don't have, like, a mechanic from Middle Creek Garage working <laughs> on <laughs> They got, like, 60 people that travel with their party. I mean, it's, God, I, it's, it's incredible it's, how much, like, one guy's responsible for every little square inch mm-hmm. of that car. Uh, fascinating stuff, but I will, we really would like to see it get a little bit more even playing field. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot better for racing, but... Yeah, it's been it's been brutal this year, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great uh, from an F one standpoint as far as the action on the track and that things are going to actually be competitive or anything like that. So I don't know. We can uh, live in hope, dream, and uh, hope that someday it's as good as the IndyCar circuit. So they should almost start the race and have Max wait like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they handicap. Go. 
handicapped yeah. start for yeah. Verstappen. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to IndyCar, which is a little bit more competitive circuit right now as they head up to Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin here at Road America. Joseph Newgarden won this race last year, uh, and he probably will be a formidable guy to uh, to win it again. I think he's won twice there in the past, so yep. definitely a contender. Alex Pillow finished last last year in this race, but he's won it, uh, I believe, at least. I think he's won it twice as well. So uh, the top yes. two guys in the points this year, Ironically, uh, thoughts on this race? Uh, is it a two-man race? It probably isn't. I think there's probably a lot of guys that can win this. But uh, just thoughts overall on the season thus far between these two guys, which I guess they're kind of the, the championship front runners. It looks like uh, Palo at plus 140 to capture the title, New Garden at 4-1. to one. What are your observations thus far? I think that – I don't know. This was tough. This was really tough. It is like, to me, it's like a six six or seven-car race to maybe who can get this. I there's agree. It's just like Rossi is good. Yes. Erickson is good. Polo, Newgarden, Dixon. I mean, even Roman Grosjean's finished well there, but, you know, hopefully yes. he might crash himself out. <laughs> yeah. I, what about Graham Rahal? <laughs> yeah. I, I got a Bobby good? Rahal dealership about half a mile. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I might, he, <laughs> he might shows, be working there at the end of this year. He should be. He was lucky to even get any Indy 500. He got a gift there. So, he, so then he sucks. I mean, he's racing off well, his dad's okay. name. But yeah. most of these he'll, guys, he'll be, I mean. He'll be working there with Stingray. <laughs> yeah, Stingway, Stingray, Stingray Rob. Rob. What a stud he is. Uh, yeah, I... I think this will be a good race. The odds aren't up yet. They got to qualify first, so I couldn't really give give anybody. But we'll have the picks for you guys posted on social media for the weekend when Sam gets me his final plays. Uh, I had I had guys circled here. Three guys outside of Newgarden and Pelot are going to be the favorites. I, I I recognize that, but I thought Rosenquist was interesting. He had won there before. Scott Dixon's won there two times, and Alexander Rossi, a former winner there too. Those were the top three guys that I had. But I agree with you. I thought Grosjean. I mean, he can Erickson hasn't had a great year, but you you know can never overlook him. He he's you know he's on a good team and he's got a strong equipment. Uh, and like you said, Grosjean. I don't know. Colton Herta's ran there okay in, in the past. Uh, Pato Award's kind of been a little disappointing this year. He hasn't been quite as good, but uh, I don't know. What are some dark horse guys that you're looking at to take a shot with this weekend? I real honestly, I don't have like too too many dark horses. When I was looking at the numbers, it was just like the main guys, like Dick, yeah. Dixon. My 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 three that I have written down here are Dixon, Rossi, and Erickson. I, okay. For some reason, I think Erickson's been strong this year, and I think at the Indy 500, he did get a little fucked, which yeah. I did love to see them do a running finish, but I the way too. they went about it was odd. <laughs> and he was pissed, too. Yeah, and he is like, it's a contract year for him. It's up after this year, and he hasn't signed anything with Ganassi, and he's been strong, so he just has things to prove, and there's money out there on the table, so I think that he has no reason not to run strong. Right. What uh what are your thoughts on your boy Scott McLaughlin? Man, Where's he he's at just right had now? A dis- disappointing year. I think he finished like 7th last week and I don't know, man. Those Penske guys, I mean Newgarden's good, but McLaughlin's definitely had a drop off. Yeah. I don't know if the talent is has caught up. I don't know if there's just more talent, but he's definitely had a disappointing year. I agree. So, if you have to if you got the gun to your head, who's your pick this week? Erickson? I think so, yeah. I think okay. Erickson's my pick. Husky, husky chocolate. There you go. Husky. Shout and I'll probably go with Rosenquist as my top one. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> well, a dark horse, I, <laughs> I, I like to, 
Takuma Sato. Yeah. yeah. Nortec ODT. Hey, Chris, he's a two-time bad. Indy 500 champion. See? I'm telling you, that's not a bad pick. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's good at tracks like this. He he's he can do it. So, yeah. All that right. and, and I also, uh, uh, where was that? Uh, oh, Christian Lundgaard. Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Oh, yeah. Number 30. Well, I don't know about him, but... Well. <laughs> Every all right. now and then, anything can happen. The, in, the Indy cars, at least you got a better shot. So uh, we'll have uh, our finalized picks up on the uh, social. Uh, Sam, let's jump over to uh, to baseball now. Get your thoughts on uh, the Buckos, the Oakland A's, the red-hot Oakland A's, uh, and this terrible NL Central. The Pirates are still um, you know, in a Hang decent on. spot despite not looking so great. What do you think? I can't believe the Pirates are in first place. I know. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? I know. And I don't think they're good. I know that. But they're in first. So, you know, I mean, I'm a positive guy. I'm 0-3 at Games Live this year, which is great. Yeah, how about Next, that? Every time you send me a picture, you're yeah. there, and it's like they're getting beat in a tight game. It's yep. like, God damn, they can't score enough runs for you. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah I'm gonna you saw them. Though. the Mets. Was that the most recent one you saw? Yep. I actually saw uh, I saw Verlander over six and a half innings was plus money tonight, and they're playing the Yankees. I think Subway Series. And they stink. Yeah. Two teams that aren't very good, if you ask me. Oh, but. bad, very bad. But the, the NL Central, I I hate to say it, the Brewers or the Reds, but the Reds scare me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I told Chris I think the Reds and yeah. the Cubs are more live than the rest of the teams because I think yeah. they're. If they can just figure it out, I feel like their young talent it can get that them excited enough they can rattle off some wins. The Reds are playing really well, and the Cubs, uh, these games against the Pirates are big. If they can take take these games, last night's was a big game, and uh, now uh, tonight we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. I think the Pirates will be up and down. They're going to go on little streaks here and there, and maybe they just stay in the mix because the division's bad. But uh, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of separation from anybody in that. NL Central. Well, Sam, what what do they do? They have a plan for Contreras because he's been so awful lately. I mean, it is, I think they, they took him out of the rotation. I think okay. so. they moved yeah. his ass to the bullpen. But what, what's what's the reason for his demise? I mean, he. I, mean, I don't know. I have no I clue. I don't know if he's a head case, but I mean, the, the dude's got some mean stuff, but he just yeah. can't put it together. He, yeah, he's, he's got some mean stuff, but it's like we got some pitchers that are in Double A and Triple A. Yes, pitchers not. You know, fielding position players, they just won't call them up. And I, you see, like Chris, when we talked on the phone, the Elliott De La Cruz home run. You call oh. up these young guys. I mean, Henry Davis is gonna, he's gonna be twenty five when he's making his debut. Yeah, and that that's too. I mean, that, that's to me, that's and I shouldn't say too old, but that's later in his development. Like you would think that he would be ready by. Well, now I guess he's. Yeah, what, I thought they were gonna try him out in the outfield too. But I think right field, yeah. and then the other kid. Is that what they're doing at Indianapolis, I think, right? If Andy Rodriguez catches, then Davis will either DH or play right field, I think. Because yeah. they, they both guys, they need them in the, in the lineup to hit. But, I mean, they, I mean, how many times can you watch fucking Austin Hedges bat? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jarrett's favorite player. Yeah. I sent Jarrett a video. Austin Hedges has three catcher's interference calls this year. Three. Yeah, I, when he I was listening to the game on on the radio driving, I was fucking screaming. <laughs> if you see Jarrett next time, tell him to show you the video. Yeah, it's one of the most mad moments I've ever had at a pirate player. 
Jeez, and that's saying something too. The way that things have gone recently. <laughs> oh. But it's like, oh, the other option is Jason Delay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if old Shelty's got much to work with there behind no. the plate, but I don't know. But what's the holdup? Money, 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 money. They don't want to pay these guys. Start the clock on them. Getting an extra year or so. Yeah, yeah. Got to get that service. I don't understand the point of the service if they're not actually using it. I think that would create so much excitement. And that doesn't mean that those guys are going to be successful. But I thought if you bring those guys up, maybe, maybe uh, uh, because their pitching, their starting pitching is kind of thin. Is is try the uh, what the the Quinn Priester? Yeah, he's dealing. There's a lot of guys that are dealing. Just get some new life in in the clubhouse. Well, if, if they go on like a losing streak right around the time the weather gets good for for permanently for the summer, they'll do something to help with the ticket sales. They always do that. Gotta I, I gotta told, get something I, cooking. Yeah, I told Jarrett this was a crazy prediction. I don't know if David Bednar is going to be on the roster at the end of the year. No, I, I don't. I we said that a couple times. I think he'll be dealt. Oh, they'd be stupid not to get to move him because. They're not quite ready to win yet. They, they they should move some of those pieces, whatever they have that's valuable to somebody. And we, Santana, does anybody want him? Like just some veteran guys. That and you know, we, we've roster. seen this over the years. When you get you know after the trade deadline, or you get down to uh, you know as the season rolls on, and teams that feel they got a chance, they'll fucking overpay. Oh, no they'll question. overpay for no so question you can, you about can get it. a haul if Bednar keeps. Pitching that well, I mean, they could get. I, I think they should consider trading Mitch Keller too. I mean, yeah. I know he's he's taking a little bit of a step back, but I, I'd move right. him With if they're not going to sign him long term yes. or whatever. I'd, I'd move him. There's teams like Texas; they're mm-hmm. they're, they're going to pay. They're going to pay a zillion dollars for people. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they'll overpaid because they they've lost some pitching and they need some pitching. The Mets need pitching. Mets need a lot of things. There, there's yeah. a few guys on the Pirates lineup that actually would play for the Mets. That's how bad their lineup is. Yeah, it is. And it's like you try to build around Bednar, and it's just you can never build around a relief pitcher ever. No, no. You can't. If, if we're not winning, I know it's like not rocket science, then you can't. He's not, he has no purpose. Exactly. He has zero purpose. Yeah. If he only enters the game like 30 times a year, like what do you. I mean, yeah. how good can he. How much can he help you? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah it's and I, did, I wonder what that's like, though. And on a, a guy on any roster that uh, that's always the subject of trade talk by the deadline. And and it, it, how that weighs on you. So and he hasn't been in Pittsburgh that long, but like for someone that you, you know uh, has maybe been in a, in within a city for four or five years, and to think, well, shit, I might be traded by the end of the week. I'm gonna have to take my family with me, and I mean that's got to be tough. I mean, yeah, I, and, and you know these no, guys. The only, the only thing that makes you compensate for it is the cash, a lot of cash, the pile of cash, right? And the fact that your agent will probably do all that shit for you. And so. I'm sure there are, are some guys that can't wait to be traded, depending on who they're playing for. Like, because lose. I mean, obviously the Pirates three games over 500, but you know perennial losing guy that's got to just wear on you. So Horrible. I guess tra- trades. Uh, to a better situation, obviously you'll, you'll you'll welcome that, even though you gotta <laughs> uproot your family and. But yeah. that's business side. That's business. Yep. yep. Sam, um, thoughts on the uh, conclusions of the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals? Not not too eventful those series. They were like I, like I mentioned before we started the broken sternum for Kachuk is insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've not. How do you I get that? How, what what happened yeah. to him? I saw them. He got hit either game three or game four. And he came back, whatever. Yeah, that was that game that he left and he scored again. Yeah, and they won in overtime. Yeah. Broken sternum. Said he couldn't tie his skates, couldn't do anything. Yeah. How long do you think uh, an NBA guy would be out with a broken sternum? (laughs) 
They probably canceled the game. Couple years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Zion <laughs> Williamson broke his own sternum from eating too much. Yeah. Christ, yeah. he's gone. <laughs> yeah, the pretty disappointing final series to be honest for both. Uh, unfortunately, but well, Sam, let me ask you this, and this was a subject, uh, the debate uh, that I read, and we're listening to, to guys talk about that Vegas had won the cup in only their sixth year of existence. You know, they, right. they make it easier now for these expansion teams to, to be good right away. And, and that was their second finals appearance, wasn't it? Yeah, played their first year against the Caps. Yeah, the very first year, which, I mean, although I did read, that they said they uh, Vegas basically just pulled the wool over a lot of teams' eyes with that expansion draft. And they said a lot of GMs from other teams were just stupid. Well, they, yeah, they, they got out, they outsmarted them. So right, they, they did. Don't get so, mad at them. No. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that until I yeah. read up on it. And, they were and honestly, Seattle did all right, not quite as good, but they're pretty good, too. They're set up so, to be. And that was their second year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're I, on I, the I right just, track. I, I guess my point is you see all these, these franchises still have never won, and the Penguins sucked for years before they won their first one. It's like – like Vegas fans are spoiled. They they don't know what it's like to to endure, you yeah. know, four or five years of sucking. And, but I will say this: like the modern Penguin fan is spoiled too. Our fans have become like oh yeah, yeah. children about mm-hmm. it, the team. Like they don't understand what it was like when we had Dick Tarnstrom and these guys yeah. for that before we had Sidney Crosby, and then before that, Chris, when you guys were going and my dad was going. And before they just were just when they got Mario, like yeah, these fans now are spoiled. But yeah, you're right to a degree. But I don't, I don't begrudge them that. That's they're. I mean, at least it's better than the Flyers winning. Well, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you still got a Yanni Lockin in jersey? You used to wear that. He was on some bad teams. So. I don't. You remember I, having I it though? A, I have a signed John Sebastian Jaguar. Uh, <laughs> oh. J.S. Jaguar. Wait, J.S. Jaguar or J.S. Aubin? The guy that played for the Penguins? Jaguar never played for the Pens. Because Jaguar was the guy for the Ducks. Yeah. There was John Sebastian. J.S. Aubin, I think, was the Penguin guy. I'm starting to think now. Whose fucking autograph did I get? (laughs) What if we got J.S. Jaguar's autograph on J.S. Aubin? Yeah. That would be all right. It might have been the same day I met uh, Matthew Barnaby. Oh, wow. Maybe that's who it was. Maybe I'm getting my names mixed up. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, nonetheless, those were great times. Yeah. We had, yeah, J.S. Aubin and uh, Ron Tugnut. (laughs) Yeah, Tugnut. Tugnut. Jeez. Yeah, good times ahead. Well, what do, you, what do you think of the Penguins? Uh, they got Jason Spezza today, Sam, to help with the What's, front office. That, that kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. I did, definitely didn't see that coming. But, like, Dubas has to do some serious work. That's what we were saying earlier. He's got That's a tough serious. job. We're, Matt, you, you hit the nail on the head. We don't know, Penguin fans, what's coming. Like, I'm ready. It's going to yeah. be bad. Yeah, but it but it needs to be to be yes. able to be good again. So right, what what we've had is such an outlier here. It just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And if they if they beat the Caps in eighteen, the year that the Golden Knights made it, uh, mm. honestly, the Penguins probably would have won the cup again. They probably would have won three yeah. in a row. So yeah. I mean, and they could have. They've been one of the teams that actually did three in a row two times. They really could have. Their ninety three team should have. And then in 18, I think if they beat the Caps, they absolutely would have won. But well, What do you guys think they keep talking about? One of the main jobs he has to do is shore up goaltending. And then you yeah. probably read, they talk about Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Try yeah. to get him because he's not signing. He's he thinks it's going to be signing. expensive, though. I know. 
I, I don't think he'll. Wait, they said he's a workhorse. Their horse. track record in Toronto when this dude was there, they never paid for a goalie. Like I, I mean, right? Unless he, I don't think he signed that. What was the one guy they had? Erickson? Wait, no, uh, the guy that ended up going to oh, uh, Carolina. Uh, I, uh, what the Anderson? hell is his name? Freddie Anderson. Yeah, Freddie Anderson. Yeah. So I, I think he may have gave him a half-ass contract, but they, I mean, they got they took Matt Murray and they they signed that guy from. Uh, um, another guy from one of the Canadian teams that they got as a backup. Well, but but you know, but do you but like who who the hell was the goalie for the for the the Vegas? Well, it turned out to be Hill towards yeah, the end, but, but the other guy got hurt. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just a hot guy. I mean, that's just like Murray winning two cups. I mean, who saw that well, coming? They, but I, I guess their point was what I was reading. That, you know, they they build such a strong team around a goalie who was I mean obviously he had to he had to be good to, to right. win the cup but like he, he's not a household name I, by any means. I don't have an issue maybe you guys disagree but I don't have an issue paying for a goalie if he's worth it like Vasilevsky I'll pay him 10 million dollars a day almost like he's that yeah. good but how many guys out there are, are worth that right now I I, I, I just don't want to see him I think it's the worst thing they can do is overpay for a guy who's not that good mm-hmm. I would rather him just bring up scraps and use it until they figure it out don't don't overcommit too soon, but that's just yeah. me. I no, I agree. You said it perfect. It, they're either gonna overpay or Tristan Jari's gonna be in net. I think those are the only two <laughs> options. Not, Unfortunately, I, have, I really they do. say the Oilers really want Tristan Jari's. So I don't know why. Because I think he's from up there or something. But they can have him. We'll trade. Yeah, uh, we'll give him them for McDavid. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Or if we gave him, we'll take Drysaddle. <laughs> yeah. Now I do think it's funny that Jack Eichel's got his name on the cup before uh, McDavid. Now I think yeah. that's pretty funny because you know, they had a little hey. rivalry going there. Being yeah, what did you say? I, I saw that. that. Well, it, he started Chris. with Buffalo, didn't he? Yeah, but he was the second pick behind McDavid. But, right. Yeah. Right. So I think they they probably he probably has a little bit of. Uh, ha ha. So, anyway, all right, Sam. Well, anything else? Anything else on your mind from a sports perspective here this weekend? I know you got yeah. you got a little baby on the mind though, as you're getting ready to become an uncle here any any oh, minute yeah. now. I've checked my phone more this week for my brother's <laughs> missed call than than ever. But uh, yeah, we're gonna give a huge uh, betters last stand shout out from Pennsylvania to DeAndre Ayton because he won a ring before Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. <laughs> I, I love that Chris who? Paul does not have a ring. Wait, who? DeAndre? Who? You mean DeAndre, oh, no, DeAndre Jordan? Jordan. Jordan, there you go, yeah. DeAndre yeah. Jordan, yeah, not DeAndre Ayton. He'll never yeah, get Yeah, I don't know if Ayton, he's going to have trouble getting a ring anytime soon. Yeah, but he won one before yeah. Chris Paul. But yeah, yeah DeAndre uh, Jordan won the ring before Chris Paul, and, and that just warms my heart. <laughs> I, I well, that's good. That's Chris awesome. Yeah, how's, so my, uh, how's, your, how's your brother holding up? Is he ready to go? Every time I, Matt, every time I say, Max, like, you ready? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. He's like, I'm just waiting. No, That's all he like, says is I'm just waiting. Yeah. It's just even keel. All right. Nothing, nothing, too, nothing flusters him too much. So that's good. Hey, Sam. So if you get to, because so tomorrow's your Friday, right? Correct. Because you work for, so good for you. But uh, are you going down with Bonnie? Depending on when, when you get the call or. Yeah. I mean, I told Max, I'll, somebody's going to have to watch the dogs if he's at the hospital with Warren. So I'll probably just hold the house down. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially you know. if she has a long, uh. You know what? What the hell is that? Labor, labor, yeah, long labor, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Well, so. let's let's hope for the best. We look forward to getting the news from you, buddy. Hopefully, maybe next week you're an uncle on the show. I hope. Hopefully, yeah, next right. week you can introduce me as Uncle Sam. So sounds great. All right, pal. Good talking to you as always. We'll uh, we'll touch base this weekend, I'm sure. And uh, thanks for all the insight. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you guys. Good night, all Sam. Right. Thanks. 
All right, that was Sammy P. from Upper St. Clair giving us his great racing analysis, mixing in some baseball, some other stuff, hockey, basketball. He's a wealth of knowledge. He and, is. Uh, he's, he's sharp. He's, uh, he's always excited to be on the show. So if you have any questions, comments, observations about Sam's role, uh, contact at thepioneeringpodcast.com. We love to pass the feedback along. Uh, I like to get him on the radio show sometime, too, yes. when he was when he's able to, uh, when the schedule permits. But anyway, uh, that is winding down here on Better's Last Stand. A couple things that I wanted to mention just really quickly before we uh, shut it down. Uh, Fanatic Sportsbook, they're getting ready to launch their apps in some of the states. Uh, actually going to be one over in Ohio, Massachusetts, Tennessee, and Maryland. So be on the lookout for those if you're an Ohio person. Uh, maybe another book to give you some nice free money. Uh, and then we had the big news a, a week or two ago, uh, Live Golf in the PIF basically buying up the PGA Tour. We'll talk more about that. also thought it was funny, Chris, that Monaghan guy's got to take a leave of absence now. That Imagine today. that. James He's probably going to spill his brains out here soon. He, he, I mean, come on. This dude takes the money, turns on, turns his back he, on the tour. And I, I don't have an issue with it, but I have an w- issue with the way that he handled it. He denounced yeah. it, and then he, he, he basically looks like a complete chicken shit. Uh, and now he's claiming he's got health problems. <laughs> I, I, I when I when I read that, I thought, boy, that that's really very either very convenient, convenient or ironic. That does, so yeah. he's going to take uh, a leave of absence, yeah. and, about two hundred million dollars in the in the, in the, his pocket, probably or at least. But yeah, yeah that, that that was wrong. yeah. He can f off. So uh, yes. that's a huge thing. As uh, we uh, we see how this is going to transpire again. U.S. Open this weekend. Jameson Williams of the Lions said he didn't know that he couldn't gamble on games. <laughs> I mean, God. either he is so clueless or he's a blatant liar. Because don't they? There's, tell, all these that's, guys. Have that's to, what people say in the management, the like they go know. through. But then again, I, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. Like, and you probably have, maybe have to do this for your company. Some of those online trainings, it's like you just click through them. But I mean, oh, right, but right. I mean, come on, like somebody's got to give you a little bit of a heads up. Like, hey, man, uh, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, but. I don't know. There might be more of these guys getting suspended. There's a lot of uh, a well, lot of stupid people out there, and there's a lot of naive young kids. I mean, there's a lot of them that we know. I mean, just kids that don't really have an idea what the hell the real world is, and yeah. uh, and never been taught. It's hard to believe with all this incredible talent and the people that have been around them that no one has educated them enough to make good decisions. No. But hey, they're there with their hands out, wanting to help them and tell them what where to go to get the big money, but they don't want to tell them how to preserve their future. Or if they even if they are advised and they you know and they're they probably have the mindset that well, I, I'm a you know I'm a millionaire. I'm I'm right. I, I play pro sports and you know they're not going to do anything to me. Yeah, or no. are they are they just they just you know basically just <laughs> Think again, right? Her, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it just to me, it's just just stupidity. It is, and integrity is a major issue yes. now with uh, with sports. Um, we have this this story out just real quick. The International Tennis Integrity Association has suspended chair umpire Morales Chirata, who is found to have manipulated the scores for betting purposes by incorrectly entering scores into the handheld device at the ITF what? events in 2021 and 20. So what he was doing is he was putting in the wrong scores to try to help either his own wagers or people that had wagered for him to like so if there was like a match where it wouldn't really get noticed like a guy's beating a guy 6-2 or 6-1 or 6 love he would either shave shave a game off of one guy's score or mm-hmm. put it on another one's uh, to try to either cover totals or, or spreads or whatever, and it was on a on an ITF, which is a lesser tour, so it's not getting noticed. But 
on the court, the players are seeing, you know, they know who's winning and whatever, so it's not affecting the match as far as, like, a winner or loser. Right, right. But you're just saying, like, okay, Chris, in the paper, you, you when you played for Central, they, they had you in the paper for 19, but you really scored 11 or something. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. so it was... But it was still won the game. Right, you so still won the game, right. and no, yeah, so it, was, it wasn't affecting it, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's how close that stuff is. And, and tennis odds are very close, because the algorithms are very good on the tennis, mm. and and... And with the data points that they have now, you can get these games, the plus and minus games, or they're very close. They're they're tough. So it may, makes tennis tough. It doesn't mean you're always gonna win or lose, but it I mean it really is around the number a lot. So one or two points or games here or there could definitely oh, yeah. switch your bet. Uh do an over from from an over to an under, an under to an over, or a guy getting plus five and a half and he he loses by six, and you just keep give the other guy one more point or or one more game. I guess would be the better term, but uh, yeah. So kind of a baffling that he's only been suspended. Yeah, I know that's, and not that's, fired. It's got to be permanent suspension, but I, I mean that's what they said. But who who knows? The, there's some sketchy things going on, sketchy bodies that over oversee these. But uh, tennis is an easy sport to manipulate a little bit if you have uh, you know people not paying attention because it is a you know a one-on-one type thing. You don't have um, a, a team environment where there's a lot of other people involved in looking on what's actually happening. So, right. And I'm sure you could you could tank in tennis. Guys do it. I mean, you'll see guys literally tank sets when they, they're going to fall behind two or three and they want to save energy because they know they're going to need to try to win the next right. one. Yeah. You'll see guys just literally, Nick Kyrgios, he would serve the ball out on purpose just to get to the next set because he knew he was going to lose that one. So, yeah, you got to be careful of that. Uh Always uh, some vulnerabilities there. And then one more betting thing that was interesting. The NCAA did a survey. Now, the only thing I didn't know about this was when I was reading about it, the guy that wrote the article didn't... I don't know if they were polling athletes. So when I read this, I was like, is this NCAA? Because the NCAA wouldn't be polling regular students, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But So I'm, I'm taking it this was athletes, but I don't know. NCAA survey shows that 67% of students living on campus are betters and tend to bet a high, at a high frequency. So that means they're betting a lot. Mm-hmm. 41% of the students have wagered on their own school, which I'm pretty sure they mean student-athletes wagering on their own teams mm-hmm. in some regard. Uh, 35% of them have used a campus bookmaker, which would be an illegal bookmaker. So right. uh, this is all stuff that's interesting. But legalized betting is is safe. They're, they're finding things out. They're finding these anomalies. And people who are trying to cheat the system legally are getting caught. So that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so you want to continue to bet with legalized bookmakers and not go to people, uh, you know, down an alley somewhere that, yeah. like in the old mobster I, days. Yeah, I, I, I still think that we'll, we'll just keep hearing more and more stories about you know, I just like the Jamison Williams thing and NFL yeah. guys, and just because the money. Well, so, and that that's a perfect example. It, in old days, you, I mean, I'm sure NFL guys would, could bet with bookmakers illegally, but now that they're betting in regulated areas, mm-hmm. they're getting caught. So, I mean, they're seeing bets coming in from the facility, and they're meaning like, okay, that's illegal. So the bookmakers are doing a good job policing it. So people thought, oh, well, the more books there are out there, the more shenanigans there'll be. Well, there was always going to be these kinds of actions, but now they're getting caught because they're doing well, it with legalized who's that bookmakers. that clown uh, baseball coach? Yeah, the guy from Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. yeah, and then I guess the guy at Cincinnati who may or may not be related to that incident, but uh, ironically, that guy worked at Cincinnati, the guy from Alabama, and he, mm-hmm. he just resigned. They haven't said it was because of betting, but uh, I put two and two together on that. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, uh, some good news. FanDuel Sportsbook better hits a $50,000 parlay. He had Argentina to win the World Cup, the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and the Nuggets to win 
The NBA wow. championship $100 bet won $50,000 awesome. on a three-teamer. That's so awesome. congrats to that, man. And then quickly, just let me give you an AFL roundup really, really fast as we conclude the show. Uh, I'm going to go through these games really quickly. Uh, it was a uh, it, Things are starting to, to get kind of interesting in, in the Australian rules football. Uh, Collingwood, who was the top team, they, they got beat last week. Uh, the Melbourne Demons beat them in a close match. If, if you uh, were following our picks on social media, you had that winner. The Demons won outright. They were catching like two and a half. They won the game outright in a very close game. Port Adelaide uh, right now is playing the best of anybody. They have won 10 in a row. Uh, but a huge game this week. They're eleven and two. Uh, they got to play Geelong. The Cats have not played well. They're six and six, and they got to get it together. I think this is going to be a really good game. It's a Thursday night clash, or actually Thursday morning clash, five forty a.m. Yeah, so I'll be looking forward to that. Should be an incredible game. Right now, the power in the in the Cats are the two top teams in my mind. Uh, you can get them for the exact matchup in the grand final at twenty six to one, which is an awesome bet. Uh, I think Port has been the best overall team that I've seen, but Geelong, if they could kick it in gear, they were the best team last year. They won it all last year, and I still think that they are capable. Uh, Friday, Sydney at Brisbane. Brisbane minus 27.5, total 171.5. The Lions have lost two in a row. They come back home. I thought they were over this thing where they couldn't win on the road. Well, not not so much. They had two terrible, terrible losses uh, back-to-back weeks. They lost to the Crows, Adelaide Crows, who aren't super horrible, but then a loss to the Hawthorne Hawks, which is just un- unacceptable. Uh, they're 27.5-point favorites this week. I'll be playing Brisbane, and I like the over. They score a lot of points at home, so they'll be singing country roads, I'm sure, in Brisbane, uh, celebrating those goals by Charlie Cameron. Uh, Saturday morning, 2.35 a.m., Fremantle at GWS. Uh, Fremantle, two-and-a-half-point road favorite, uh, 167 the total. I, I lean GWS here. They play pretty good at home. I'm not big on Fremantle. I don't think they're that good. I like the game under, though. That's my strongest play there, under the 167.5. Uh, Saturday morning, St. Kilda and Richmond, 5.25 a.m. Eastern time. Richmond off two wins in a row, unlikely wins on the road. They're minus five or four-and-a-half. The total, 158.5. I couldn't pick a side on this. I'd probably slightly lean St. Kilda, but I don't like the way they've played lately. They've kind of hit the skids. Uh, I do like the game over 158.5, so be going with that. Gold Coast Suns, that's what shirt I have on right now. The Suns are getting hot. They've won uh, four in a row, or four of their last five. They're now uh, six and six. They're right on the outside of the playoffs. Uh, we gave you that bet back preseason for them to make the playoffs at a really good price. So they got to get in the top eight. They are on the road at Carlton. And uh, Carlton is a team I'm, I'm not super convinced is that good. They're laying points, Carlton is. So I'll be taking the Suns plus the three and a half on the road. Uh, the uh, They're going to end their Car- winning streak. Yeah. They're well, going to beat Gold Coast. Well, that's that's going to be they, one they of may picks. they may Carlton uh you know who knows we'll see Chris is tipping Carlton yes. so all right he likes it and then Sunday the final game of the week Western Bulldogs Ooh, at North a big Melbourne number there yeah Western <laughs> Western is uh is pretty good I, I I they're a team who's right on the cusp of being like in the upper echelon they're not quite there but uh they're a good enough team and they'll probably smack North Melbourne around North Melbourne's been a little bit you know, pesky, and they can be pesky at home. So I'd be a little leery about laying the 30 and a half, but I definitely like the game over. I think there'll be a boatload of points scored in that game. So we'll go with that. And you can find these picks on Twitter, on the social media. I'll have them to jubble. 
put them up uh, graphically in the uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then I post them all on Twitter as well. So, uh, big weekend ahead, Chris. Uh, thanks for joining uh, us. Appreciate you back. filling in. Yeah, welcome back, and, and yeah, and I think we'd both rather be in Ocean City. But yeah, that's, yeah, no that's question about vacations that. Vacations never last forever, so nope, unfortunately not. So that'll do it here for us on Better's Last Stand. If you haven't had the Pine Room Lager, get out there and get it. Drink it up. Kegler's party next Friday, the twenty third. If you're in the area of Morgantown, stop down, drink, eat wings. And then uh, I don't know if I see cabs will pick you up down there, but if you're oh, yeah. drunk around here yep. in the Wheeling area, be sure and give I see cabs a call, 304-232-1313. Check us out on the radio all week long, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, WKKX. We're in the WVLY studio until further notice as the renovations continue. Uh, we're excited about that, so listen to the show, call in, text in, email uh, get a hold of us at the Pine Room Studios. Uh, you can find us everywhere. Contact at thepineroompodcast.com. All right, that's it for Matt and Chris. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Enjoy uh, what other, other sports may interest you. Baseball. Uh, and win your bets. Yeah, win your bets. That's the most important thing. Hope you enjoyed Better's Last Day, and we will see you next week. Good night.